G'day and welcome to On The Esky and Aussie Sports Podcast where we like to wrap up the two weeks that were in sports. So a big mm-hmm. show planned for today. We were on the gentleman to my right's Bucks Partey <laughs> last weekend, but back into it. We're yep. going to sink a few vitamin Bs. Advertising doesn't work on kids. Cricket in the 90s. Today's show, speaking of cricket, it's an exciting week for cricket fans, especially cricket fans down under. The summer of cricket officially starts. It is the last week of winter here, Mm. but we do have international cricket up in North Queensland. It is Zimbabwe, alas, but uh, they they haven't been embarrassing just yet. We'll talk the Aussie summer of cricket. We'll talk the Big Bash draft, which is happening tonight, Mm. and a little bit of... England, South Africa, and the Asian Cup upcoming. Penultimate round in the NRL. Uh, the AFL awards were handed out, uh, all uh, the big ones other than the Brownlow. So uh, 22 under 22, Players Association Awards, and, of course, the prestigious All-Australian team was named. We'll get stuck into that. Uh, in the EPL, United and Liverpool have both steadied their uh, campaigns. Uh, two weeks ago, they were both mm. looking like an uphill battle, uh, but both steadying their their, uh, their seasons, uh, alas, it being quite early. Uh, the NFL is nearly here, two weeks away from Rams versus Bengals, not the preseason Rams-Bengals, but the uh, opening Super Bowl rematch Rams-Bengals in a couple Fridays. We've got some stories to cover, uh, plus the NFL Fantasy Files continues. We're looking at tight ends. <laughs> And defences and kickers this week. Uh, thank you to Sean for your research on that. Um, and then the final mm. round at a, a obscene UFC two seven eight, another crazy, crazy mm. knockout. Uh, and we've got a new uh, uh, welterweight champion in Leon Edwards. And the F one yep. back after a few weeks off in yep. Spa, Lots Belgium. Season news, but yeah, uh, we do have timestamps. Yada yada. You can click on the sp- um, sports that you like and subscribe, etc., etc., etc. We like to start the show by shouting a beer. Sean, the man on my left, how are you? Who are you shouting shouting this week? Uh, I felt sorry, so I figured I'd shout (laughs) yourself a beer, (laughs) uh, perhaps a beer. um, Cheers. Cheers. I believe believe he bought these ones. (laughs) 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 What what is the reasoning there? Uh, The the main reasoning, we'll get into it in a minute with the the football, but both your teams, the Blues and uh, the Dragons, Mm -hmm. missing out on finals. Uh, I felt bad from my perspective, you know, after three weeks ago, talking about the Blues, doing the math, and putting it into Mm. the universe that – they could potentially miss the finals here after all the, you know, buying grand finals ticket chat at mm, the start. Mm. <laughs> uh, Blue flaggers, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> two and oh, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah. And the fact that they missed it out by a single point. <laughs> single couldn't point. kick a goal in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm, Very mm-hmm. Carlton-like um, here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was a bit disappointing uh, being with uh, yourself and Michael on the Sunday uh, watching your hearts break live. Mm, the Ralph yeah. Wigan man. <laughs> yes, yes. You can pinpoint the exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I feel a little bit bad and responsible, but also uh, too bad for you. <laughs> and I guess go, go back. Suck one. <laughs> it's a nice, uh, nice backhanded beer, but I'll, I will accept. I will accept and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, free beers, free beer. I'll be, I'll be cheering on no one in the upcoming finals. <laughs> Hopefully, everyone loses, etc., etc. Uh, no, speaking of uh, Tyson Stengel, he uh, he is my shout of beer. He will be playing uh, in the AFL finals uh, next week. 
Uh, and the reason why I'm shouting this man a beer, and maybe just one, just one, um, is that, that he has sort of turned his career around. Uh, a few years ago, he was sacked by the Adelaide Crows, a few indiscretions, um, a DUI, and uh, found, found uh, with, a, with a teammate, in, um, you know, uh, participating in, in some illegal activities. Uh, got the sack, uh, didn't play last year, a very promising um, young player, and he's he's absolutely turned his career around. Um, he's been in scintillating career best form, uh, and he got the nod uh, for his first ever All-Australian this week. He kicked 46 goals, uh, was, was um, you know, everyone talks about the Twin Towers for Geelong, but uh, don't discredit uh, the, the work that Tyson Stengel does uh, crumbing up uh, off, off the two big Big boys, and um, yeah, he, he's had a he's had a red hot season, and hopefully uh, can can continue down the straight and narrow, and uh, and yeah, just continue to impress with his play on the field and avoid the misdemeanors off the field. Um, you know, as a young man, young men make poor decisions at times. Um, you know, I've definitely made my fair share, even as a middle aged. No, I'm not quite middle aged. What am I? 30s, yeah, fucking yeah. no one cares age. That's what I am. <laughs> yes. uh, but don't, don't be calling ourselves middle aged just yet. <laughs> no, no, well, middle aged probably fifty days, days. Fucking uh, fair way off then. <laughs> fifty would be fun. Uh, <laughs> only fifty more years to retirement. <laughs> uh, heading that way. Uh, but anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll shout him a beer. Uh, maybe he can enjoy after. Um, the the cats take on the pies. We will preview the uh, AFL finals um, in the, in the AFL section. Much good. Yeah, um, shouting, uh, probably not so much for sporting accolades this week, but shouting Shaka Beer. Um, so he's he's down under at the moment on a bit of a whirlwind tour, um, prom- sort of, I guess, in a way, also promoting his um, An Evening with Shaquille O'Neal, um, a sort of pay-per-view, pay-per-view event mm. um, on KO, Foxtel, that sort of stuff. But yeah, he's been doing the rounds um, on all the socials, meeting with Prime Minister, Um it's, he's met with an absolute he's, motley yeah. crew. He has. Motley he crew. Has. Albanese. Yep. Has Buller. Yep. Inspired Unemployed doing the dancing. Doing the dancing. A few Melbourne yep. Storm players. Few I think Melbourne I Storm saw players. maybe a few Richmond players getting around mm-hmm. him as Possibly. well. I think he did an interview with Matty Johns. Matty Johns. Well. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So, so, so my thinking was imagine if we got all these guys in for a Mad Monday. Uh, this, this might be the best Mad Monday of all time. I'm, I'm, talk, Not I'm, wrong. I'm talking a few footy players. I'm talking Shaq. I'm talking Inspired Unemployed. I'm talking Hasbulla making sure that there's no photos being taken that, that shouldn't be taken. You know, phones away, etc., etc. Don't want to go the way of the uh, of the Glenn Waverley uh, amateur uh, Mad Monday that we just make. You can uh, look into that as you will. Uh, what happened on there, Mad Monday? Yeah. Uh, I like it. Shaq, uh, he, he's doing the rounds. It's uh, he's work. Yeah. He's, he's got a high work work rate, doesn't he? He does. He does working harder than he did. So he's going to play basketball. <laughs> Uh, free throws, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Big Shaq attack. That's it. Speaking of Shaq, our mop. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a legend. <laughs> it's a New South Wales legend. Uh, a, a, a bit of a hero. From uh, one legend to another of, my, of mine. But uh, he, he was trying to channel his inner Shaquille O'Neal on the footy show today, the Sunday footy it's show. I am talking about Joey, Andrew Johns. Uh, he They were doing like a, a kicking at uh, basketball and passing into um, a basketball uh, hoop kind of challenge. Him, uh, Slater. Uh, who else was there? Fiddler and Nathan Fiddler. Cleary, I believe. That's it, yep, and Nathan Cleary. Uh, no one was really putting anything in. Uh, Joey thought he'd try and spice up the segment by going for a dunk. <laughs> dunk. He was never, he was never, I don't think he even touched the ring. <laughs> no. uh, and uh, he's, I think he pulled his quad. Hopefully it's not torn, uh, but he went down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor fella. If he's okay, it does make for pretty interesting viewing. Uh, wishing him all the best and enjoy the mop there, Joey. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, follow, following of Ricky Stewart fame, of course, pulling his car for a couple, well, a month ago now. Yeah, yeah, celebrating, yeah. Yeah. celebrating. Uh, yeah, he, he went. He, he went the old, uh, uh, the old shack attack on the rim, and uh, yeah, old, only, old man can't jump. I only missed it by yeah. about a foot <laughs> and one torn calf. <laughs> Tom Segura, do you know uh, Tom Segura Ooh, of? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Check out that one if you haven't seen that. It's probably a year old, 18, 18 months old. Yes. Also went for the uh, the. He uh, can ball though. Do you reckon? He yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he was he was doing all right up until he absolutely had pulls this, off that. Had this accident, he compound <laughs> fractured his uh, humerus uh, at, attempting a dunk, and and yep. again same thing, like fell miles short of it. Uh, Tom Segura, very funny man. Uh, check him like out. Dislocated his elbow or something as well. Yeah, just, yeah. It was nasty. He did something yeah, yeah, he's got a fat scar there. But yeah, uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dunk, dunk, dunk. All right, Ben Dunk. That's our. Transition, no, soft transition. Anyway, he's a cricketer. <laughs> Cricket is back. Cricket is back down under. It is winter time. We have what, four, five days left of winter, but we are being treated to some international cricket. The summer of cricket is officially underway. Australia playing Zimbabwe. Three ODIs up there in Townsville and a little bit of serendipity, I suppose, in that this um, you know was, was scheduled earlier on in the year, back end of last year. Of course, we... Uh, I had the tragic passing of Andrew Roy Simons um, nearly three months ago. Uh, that, that's that's gone, pre- yeah, pretty fast. Yeah, um, and and uh, they, they between innings uh, there, was, there was kind of a nice little tribute uh, to Roy. Uh, obviously, a North Queensland man. Um, his, his family out there, um, taken out like an Akubra, His old baggy green uh, bat, fishing rod, uh, crab pot out in the middle. Um, yeah, just obviously think, thinking of them and. Um, and yet, you know, months down the track, still, still mourning, mourning the loss of, of um, you know, a, a husband, a father, uh, a friend, and, and an Aussie legend. But uh, I think you know, it, it is also a, a nice sort of little send off up there in Townsville um, with some international cricket. A lot of guys that would have um, loved, uh, you know, watching Roy play, um, you know, as as they were on the come up, mm-hmm. and um, the Aussies should cruise to a win here, just chasing uh, two hundred and one. Is it? Um, yep. Gotta make two hundred one, I think. Yeah, so three, they're three for one hundred and thirty. Yep. Uh, Smith out there, Stoin just has just gone bang. Uh, Zimbabwe didn't embarrass themselves by any means. They it's they, a solid score, but well, it could have been a lot more. Yeah. It was a bit. It was a bit uh, collapsy. It was a little bit middle order collapsy, uh, and and way too many dot balls. I think they ate one hundred and sixty rocks. So pretty hard to score. Um, you know, big. Um, you know, when, when you're eating that many rocks, uh, they, they are just coming off a three zip loss to India back home. But the last game, they were so close to beating India that would have been massive for them. Um, but yeah, that they've held their own. Look, if uh, if Zimbabwe go anywhere close to competing with us here, we, we need to have a good look yes. at ourselves. Yes. Michael yep. Jackson, man in the mirror chat. Uh, this is really important though for World Cup qualification. Um, I think we're like eighth on that table. South Africa pulling out Ooh. of the oh, yeah, yep, yep. of um, the their scheduled three games uh, in January will will help us. Uh, but a few easy wins here against Zimbabwe, uh, Touchwood, uh, will will help us climb up that table. It's a weird one in that you know I think like the West Indies have played like twenty four games, like England's played like eighteen, and we've played seven or something like that. So uh, need, need a few, you know, need to be able to play cricket to to, to win cricket matches. But uh, yeah. the the top seven uh, get the automatic qualification in that. So hopefully we we shoot back up there. Mm-hmm. 
big talking point, I suppose. Again, a lot of pressure around Aaron Finch. It's like we're always doing Finch watch. He'd made it to yeah. just 15 runs. He, he started off pretty well. He, he got digits. Yeah. If, if, if anyone, if anyone, <laughs> this was the best ball you could ever get, I reckon, uh, to, to start an innings. They went with their, their right arm, Offy, who mm-hmm. I think he bowled like three overs in the India series. Um, and he dishes one up. Like, full half-tracker, well outside off for Finchie to get off the mark. Smacked it through, cover point um, for four. And uh, and he got bowled. He was a little bit unlucky with a, with a bit of a chop on. Uh, we were concerned, I suppose, about the, the way that he pl- has been playing stuff off his middle and leg stumps. Uh, you know, anything kind of seeming in, uh, trying to work it through the leg side, getting trapped LBW, getting bowled uh, and the like. Uh, and I'll stay. I'll stay by my statements that I've made. Oh yeah, I think Finch gets the World Cup, and then there might be a conversation. Um, although he definitely needs some runs. Yeah, it's the problem though is the ball that he did chop on was probably something he should have put away, put to the fence. Like well, he probably should have left it. Really, yeah. it was like a or had you know that option as well. Like, yeah, maybe a bit of pressure uh, there to try and do something that maybe could have left alone and. Lived a little fight another day, but he was like yeah. he was just trying to kind of guide it down to third man. That late cut, I swear, it always gets you into more trouble than it um, yep. than it ever gets you out of. But uh, yeah, Finchie in need of some runs. Uh, Smudge just kind of going about pretty slowly, sort of striking at about sixty there. And uh, Stoinis looks yep. like he wants to get stuck into the uh, the beers up there in the, in the nice <laughs> nice weather. He's uh, he's he's having a bit of a swing. They've just got over sixty to go with oh, half the overs still to go. Yeah, so they, they will shit this in, but. We've got cricket. It's uh, it's it's good for Townsville to get three games. Good for the people of North Queensland. And like I said, that the serendipity uh, with with, with uh, you know that that being the the um, you know where, where Andrew Simons hailed from, and, and a lot of people out there for Roy, and um, you know having a beer and, and and paying their respects, I suppose, with the first game that Australia's played in Australia, um, since, you know, since since his passing. Yep. Big Bash draft this evening, boys. Yeah, big bash. I think a lot of people kind of been take it or leave it the last few years. Crowd numbers have been down. Some people say the season goes too long. A lot of people say the season goes too long. Does this draft reignite your interest in the big bash, or is it a bit of a meh, Sean? Oh, I'm I'm interested to see if anyone makes a first round pick. <laughs> I think they will. I think they've kind of alluded <laughs> yeah, that you're going yeah. with eight eight passes because they can <laughs> yeah. pass. They yeah. can pass, and there are. Projected to be a fair few passes, perhaps in the later rounds. Yes. I really, really hope <laughs> that, that's, that that's the, the first eight all, all go. Yeah, I've, I think that's going to probably be safe. It'll be interesting to see if anyone looks to poach, because um, I think some are going to use their, you know, their first rounder to uh, retain uh, a, a guy of good quality from, you know, that's played within our squads. And, yeah. Um, and the big chat around that is Rashid Khan yeah, and the Adelaide Strikers. Yeah, they've, the yeah, they've uh, the Strikers, that is, have come out and said that they want to retain, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is that a little bit of bluffing, you know, a little bit of strategy, mm. or is it just, oh, this bloke's been really fucking good yeah, for they, us? Yeah, they pick like fifth or Fifth, six? I fifth? think, yeah. fifth. And, and then you kind of got to think, is Rashid Khan a top five player on that list? Looking at the list, I'd probably say he is. I yeah. think I don't think it's a bluff. I think the strikers will retain Rashid mm-hmm. Khan, and I think that will be the only uh, uh, retaining of players in the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess it th- then goes to those guys around them. Who would they pick, and uh, whether they'll look to poach or steal from someone else that had had an, a guy playing in their squad? So it's it'll be interesting. So. Um, so, so you are saying it does 
make you a little bit more interested in, in the competition after I'm in, probably not going to sit there and watch the hours of Big Bash League I draft. Pro- I probably will. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll check the results that, afterwards. That much of a dead shit loser I've got nothing else <laughs> to do on a Sunday, Sunday af- afternoon than to subjugate well, my yeah. uh, my whole family to the Big Bash draft on uh, courtesy. It is, it is on KO. You can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... it's Maybe not for the first one, but uh, it's got to do something to the league to bring it up, and we've got to see. They've now got a direct competition with um, the, the AE UA, league. UAE, yep. yes. Yep. Um, and Chris you know, Lynn. Chris Lynn yep. play, he's going to play in both leagues. Yeah, so I don't know how that's working. FIFO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fly, fly out. Um, Chris Lynn, he's FIFOing. He's going <laughs> in the mines. He's doing everything. Well, I think he's playing Big Bash up until when the UAE yeah, league and starts. And then he will bail. And, the, yeah. and, and then will he come back? back? No, I think that's pretty much Big Bash league up until finals, and then he's out. Yeah, right. So no finals. That's big. Pretty much, I think, yeah. That is big. Yeah. But uh, I guess if he's getting paid almost a million dollars over... You know, a three-month period. Exactly, then, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If this comes back to kind of our Cam Smith, yeah. uh, you know, defecting to the Live Golf Tour chat. If someone throws <laughs> that kind of money at you, uh, yeah, you, maybe you, you've got to consider your future. Although mm. possibly not the best, uh, you know, comparison. Cam Smith might have a hundred times more reasons yep. uh, to, to defect. There's, there's a few more zeros. Indeed. It is the Adelaide Strikers uh, as well who uh, yeah. uh, Chris Lynn will be playing some of the season for, obviously made uh, a name for himself. Uh, at the Brisbane Heat, a long tenure there. Um, I think the most sixes ever in the Big Bash League. Mm-hmm. James, do you, I saw a kind of a prediction. Do you have uh, the who's going to go first prediction? Who do you think is going to go one? I, th- uh, I think it'll be Liam Livingston. Do you uh, not have that? I, I, I think it'll be Liam Livingston. I think yeah. based on form, what he's done in the IPL, mm-hmm. um, the, the Melbourne Renegades go first. Their batting has been dreadful recently, uh, led by... Um, Poor Aaron Finch, got to throw him under the bus again. Love you, Finchie. Uh, hopefully you make well, some Well, they nuts. live and die by yeah. how Finchie does, so yeah. Uh, so, so I think that seems to be the consensus. Uh, some other big names uh, in yep. that platinum uh, group are the likes of Trent Bolt, uh, mm-hmm. New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, seamer. I uh, don't know if, if that's their team yep. need, if, if that's who they'll go for. Uh, but I expect to see Trent Bolt go early. Uh, and Faf Duplessis, like he's, you know, he's been there, he's done that, he's yep. consistent, he's got that much IPL experience. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Faf were, were to pip uh, Liam Livingston and go first, uh, but I expect yeah, it to yeah. be Livingston one and Faf maybe two or three. Here we go. Munster's yeah. got a little mock draft up there, courtesy of Cricket Australia. They have got Liam Livingston going first to the Renegades, Trent Bolt going to the Stars at two, Faf uh, three to the Heat, uh, and then Rashid Khan to be retained and then in, into the back end. Oh, Shabad Khan, oh, Pakistani. Uh, at, I like this. I think that's a really good one there with uh, David Willey. He's played a lot for the Perth Scorchers. He's a platinum player. Um, he didn't play, I believe, last year enough to be retained mm-hmm. um, or at all. Uh, I think all you had to do was play last year to be retained. Dre Russ, uh uh, expected to go in the first round in Kyron Pollard. So so a little bit of a mix, uh, you know, a few of the uh, mm. the West Indian, um, uh, you know, big hitting all-rounders uh, and then some premium uh, batting talent in the likes of Livingston and um, and Faf and, uh, and of course, um, Rashid Khan uh, expected to uh, be retained by the strikers. But look, look, to me, I'm a bit of a cricket nerd. I, 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 it does... Kind of wane some kind of interest for yeah, me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to the point that I, I probably will watch mm-hmm. it and and 
you know, and be somewhat excited by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like like you said before, Sean, I think Cricket Australia needed to do something bold, you know, with, with the advent of this yeah. Emirati League and the yeah. the waning crowd numbers and interests and mm-hmm. and lack of sort of public intrigue outside of uh, I hate to say it, women and children, you know, uh, in in the in the Big Bash uh, in recent years. Yeah, well, the Big Bash the goal there was always to get. Young cricket fans into, and done, into and, the sport, and so. they've done that in spades. You look at all the kids yeah. there, you know, KFC buckets yeah. on their heads, you know, <laughs> wearing the right. jerseys. Yeah. Dad, Dad, take me to the T Twenty. Well, it's a thing. They got to make sure. you got to make yeah. sure that mum and dad want to get want to be, yeah, want, want to turn up and bring the kids to it. Yeah, want to uh, be instead there. of flicking it on the TV. But I just hope this draft doesn't end up being a shit show where they, you know, the first two two rounds end up being more passes than picks. Um, I I'd, I don't think so. No, but I don't think I, so either. I, you know. Like I hope not. It's three hundred and forty grand is what the yeah. is the price for these platinum players. Yeah, it's a it, that's big money for Big Bash. But we're yeah. not talking about investing two and a half million dollars AUDs yeah. like like what happens in the yeah. in the IPL. Do you know what I mean? So that maybe it takes the pressure off a little bit. Uh, like I said before, I don't think there'll be any passes mm-hmm. in the first round. If we do see some passes, I think it might be in the mid rounds. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we do have Test cricket as well, uh, just quietly. Back underway, and is Basball dead? Hard to tell, hard to tell. Two of the stranger tests that you'll see uh, between England and South Africa. Uh, the first test, yeah, you could say Basball is dead. South Africa went out and said, Basball, this, you pom me fucks. Uh, <laughs> Ran through. Yeah, with, with one of the. Uh, Pro- well, actually, I was, was going to say one of the, but no, fuck it, I'll go ahead and say it. Probably the, pre- the premier seam attack in the world um, with, with Kasiga Rabada, Marco Janssen, Anrik Nukia and Lungi Ngidi. Uh, they didn't have to bowl the spinners at all in that first innings. Uh, Rabada getting five for 52 and Nukia ripping through. Uh, it, w- it was kind of the old England, you know, before this, this summer of, oh, if Root doesn't score runs, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, yep. uh, kind of uh, deal there. Uh, and then sort of, Everyone kind of chipped in uh, with the bat for the South Africans. Um, and then the, in the second innings, uh, same kind of thing, a real team effort with the ball uh, between Nokia, uh, Rabada, Maharaj actually getting getting a, uh, some work there in the first test. And then we thought, oh, well, yeah, the bad ball, that was fun while it lasted, you know, a few few fucking days of, you know, a few few months of, a uh, few weeks even. Uh, I'll get my time around, uh, <laughs> right at some stage of bad ball. Uh, and then in the second test... South Africa got absolutely ounced. Uh, like they lost by an innings and eighty-five runs. Stokes uh, scored, you know, uh, a striking at sixty-four uh, hundred. Ben Folks, um, you know, back into into the team um, after his injury run, uh, replacing Sam Billings. Uh, he's, he's probably cemented his spot for quite some time with one hundred and thirteen not. And uh, and their their quicks did did a job. Uh, that it, it was the old the old heads as well. Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, uh, and the likes, uh, and Ollie Robinson in that second innings with a four for forty three. I, th- I think it you know can complete flip and change in the two two test Strange. match there, but it also might be dependent on uh, conditions and uh, you know the the pitch they're actually playing on. Because if you go back to that England scorecard, if you go run through the top and when you get to Barstow and. Um, uh, Stokes, if they don't score, the you know no one's done anything in the, the first four or five. So mm. like they they are playing that high scoring you know risky game. Mm. Like yes, it'll you know some you're going to lose, some you're going to win, mm. and you kind of see how they can quickly turn that. I guess 
if they score yeah. runs, they kind of get the confidence in it and that gives them the, the ability to, to bowl well. I think it comes off their bowling too a little bit too. And, and, and bo- yeah, both sides bowling. An interesting probably decision mm. from the South Africans to bat first on, on a seeming deck in that second one. Yeah. Uh, very similar in, in terms of the way that it pl- played out between both Tess and who batted first. Mm-hmm. It was the team that batted mm-hmm. first that really struggled, you know, ball hooping around and then the kind of the deck kind of sort of plays Settled. it into, you yeah. know, something that's, you know, se- semi-habitable. Uh, but it makes it makes for a really interesting third test uh, upcoming. Obviously, there's a series on the line. Mm-hmm. We've got World mm-hmm. Test Championship mm-hmm. kind of stuff, uh, you know, to to, to consider. Uh, South Africa t- doing their best to to keep up with you know the big three of, of Australia, England, and India. Uh, and with that that mm-hmm. pace attack, like I said, you know, a, a few minutes ago, I, I I generally think that is probably the the, the premier pace attack mm-hmm. in the world. Not to take anything away from. From Hazelwood, Stark, and and um, and Cummins on a you know on a hard hard deck down here down under, but uh, I think around the world that that South African attacks looking really legit. Yeah, and you know Pakistan and New Zealand are chasing as well. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's a pr- pretty competitive top six. So. I think, yeah, I think probably, Monks, if you wouldn't mind bringing up the World Test Championship, I think New Zealand have really yep. cooked themselves uh, this time yeah. around. Um, and it's going to... They didn't win at home, so <laughs> that's probably going to be a big win. Yeah. They've got to win at home. Losing to Bangladesh <laughs> at home does hurt. Uh, so, so it is currently Australia and South Africa uh, with a little bit of buffer, actually, before you get to Sri Lanka, India, Pakistan, West Indies, England, New Zealand, Bangladesh. Um, I wonder what the time frame is. So we, we've... Got, we're about halfway. We're about halfway through. Well, I believe. the other one just finished. So I think oh, it's yeah. twelve months, isn't it? It's no, it's two, no. Year, it's oh, two, two years. years yeah. But the the other one July twenty twenty one to June twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Financial halfway. years, eh? Yeah, the account down the end, getting it done. <laughs> get your tax fucking numbers in, and uh, get your World Test Championship <laughs> <laughs> rankings up. Mm-hmm. There you go. So as it stands, halfway through the two year. Uh, Accounting period. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Australia and the Sappers, uh, one and two there. Yep. Uh, well, Stein went very quick and Mishmarch followed very quickly. Yeah, after. so t- t- it's <laughs> going to be, we're, we're not going to waltz it in here. Uh, the live yeah. updates here on the Esky. 45 uh, still to go, but still got five. Th- they should be fine. Good. They should be fine. Uh, like I said, I think Did maybe. You put the curse on them earlier. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. They've got, they've got, Overs not an issue is probably wickets at this point. And just yeah. don't throw it away. Well, overs aren't an issue. I'll, I'll happily yeah. say that, needing 46 off 120-odd <laughs> balls. Uh, but with Maxwell and Sm- and Smudgy at the crease, I'll, I'll back the Aussies in there yeah, to get there. Just don't throw it away. <laughs> I hope we don't. Watch watch a capitulation unfold on the <laughs> on the Esky live in front of our eyes, as happened before at India. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Maxwell doesn't give a fuck. He wants to get down the pub. He's uh, he's launched his first ball for yeah. for four over uh, over mid on there. Well, look at that. This over four wicket dot two wicket four. They want to. They want to get it done. They want to get it done. They've got three one days playing against Zimbabwe. Yes, it was nice to send off Roy and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing bringing cricket up to Townsville. But these boys are kind of thinking, really, this is a long summer. Like, let's let's try, let's try and get on top of things here. Let's let's get, let's get down before uh, it gets dark. Um, the Asian Cup as well, I think, kicks off tonight. Yeah, India versus Pakistan. Yeah, I believe, so they one. they will mm-hmm. play each other at least twice, I believe, mm-hmm. in this. Uh, you know, arguably the biggest the fixture in, in in world cricket. Uh, you know, g- probably genuine hatred 
between between Indian and Pakistani fans. Uh, look, well, it's a massive rivalry, <laughs> which yes, will generate hatred. Trans- transcends cricket, yeah. possibly, <laughs> possibly transcends cricket, possibly. Yeah. We don't talk your, politics. Your thoughts on the end there? Now. Yeah, oh. a bit of Imran Khan, <laughs> Imran Khan chat. Yeah, he's been in the news for the wrong reasons. Uh, <laughs> It was such a nice series we just had in, in Pakistan. I really <laughs> yeah. was hoping for uh, a little bit more political stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we like to talk cricket. We like to talk <laughs> cricket. Back to cricket. Who, who was the last? Uh, the Hong Kongers. Did they get in? The Hong they, Kongers? They got in, yeah. Viva la Hong Kong. M- monkeys, oh. monkeys, premier team. We're going to burn Australian jerseys. We're putting up a Hong Kong jersey. They're, they're in. They're not going to. Who, who they got? India yeah, and Pakistan. Yeah, not going to last long. So they they pulled into Group A against India and Pakistan. Yeah. Um. So see how that goes. Um. But yeah, first first game um has already happened. Uh, uh, Afghanistan, was, Sri Lanka. Yep. The Afghanistan won by eight wickets. Mm-hmm. Um. Sri Lanka was all out for one hundred five. Uh. Afghanistan. Look at that. Got, got, got the runs in 10, ten overs. overs. Yeah. 10 overs. Watch out. Afghanistan T20 is legit. Yeah. Mm. They are legit. And uh, look, they've won one, so that they probably go through. They probably go through. Yeah. So, so all the pressure on Sri Lanka now to, to beat Bangladesh. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, I believe the Asian Cup uh, was usually one day format, obviously with a T20 World Cup this year, they've gone the T20 format uh, mm. there. Was meant to be held in Sri Lanka. Again, like to talk cricket, not politics. Uh, they thought, ah, oh, that's a bit of a fucking hot mess at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Move it over to the Emirates. Uh, uh, I bl- plus I bl- there's plenty of money in the Emirates, <laughs> which is a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. well, another thing that we like to discuss here on the SP is uh, Emirati em- slash Saudi oil money. Yeah, they haven't killed us yet. So Yeah, they haven't given Yeah. Viva La Live Golf. <laughs> Fuck the PGA. I love Live. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Moving right along. Any other cricket to discuss? We we do uh, have the World Cup. It's it's. Oh well, I was just going to make that point. Uh, one day international, well, one day is continuing to die a slow death. Um, you, you, you love a, pushing. You love pushing this envelope, and it's. I think it's. I think it's fair. Although <laughs> maybe maybe not in our generation, but yeah, I don't think you see it lasting the next twenty years. Mm, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of tournament cricket is still the one day World Cup. But yeah, dying is death by a thousand paper cuts, if you will. Bloody mm. saw the old paper cut. You ever get in between the webbing mm. your finger? Mm. If that was one, you'd just be going, oh, Jesus, you've got 999 <laughs> of these to go. <laughs> Strange thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Death by a thousand paper cuts. One day cricket versus T20 cricket. Let us know <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some yeah. rugby league. Round 24. Rugby league. Penultimate round uh, for, for my real league fans. But might not understand that word. That does mean <laughs> second from last. <laughs> the second from last. Uh, and and maybe a team that doesn't understand rugby league at the moment, the Brisbane Broncos, uh, they got absolutely belted Thursday night, 53-6 to six by the Parramatta Eels. Uh, they've conceded 113 in the last two games. They drop out of the eight, and pretty hard to see them getting back in, if, uh, if I'm being completely honest. We'll talk about that and the Canberra Raiders in just one second. Clint Gutherson was really good. Two meat pies, two try assists, 188 189, excuse me. Don't want to rob him of that meter. Uh, 189 run meters, uh, probably the best for the Parramatta Eels. But the big talking point, boys, was announced on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 
they picked the sides and there was no Selwyn Cobbo. We thought, oh, did he? does he have an injury? What's the go? Yeah, well, running with the re- reserves at Red Hill up there um, as well. So that was picked up by the media pretty quickly too. And yeah, the announcement bound, um, backed that up as well, that yeah, he was not going to play this week. Due to? Uh, fatigue. Fatigue, burnout, mm-hmm. uh, rest, mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lot essentially, I think. I didn't yeah. hear mental health. Yeah, well, um, the challenges of rugby league. Yep. I think fatigue across well, the board. Yeah, you know, was, it was, was phys- it was physical. I thought yeah. was from from my understanding of, of what I was reading. Obviously, had the the horrible concussion in state of origin. Yeah. He's only twenty years of age. I think he's only played two games since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that as well, like he's still coming back, um, recovering from all of that that has happened. Long season for a. 19-year-old? 20, so 20, yeah, 20. Yeah, like a young fella. Like he, <clears throat> he's still still growing into a professional. So not, I'm not unsurprised and uh, with how long the season is, uh, not unsurprised that there won't be more in the future as well that mm. need to need, you know, hit that rookie wall, as you would say, mm-hmm. um, yeah. getting getting to the back end of the season. That, yeah, they need a, need a bit of a break. So you don't mind it? Must win game? You want Cobbo to be playing probably fullback for Brisbane for the next ten years, so I'm more worried about that yep. than, than this this one yeah. game. Yeah, I'm going to agree with here here, and probably a lot of uh, you know the rhetoric, you know, a lot of the old mate boomers, you know, of oh, it's fucking soft, like just just play it's a must win game, yada yada yada. Your team needs you. Uh, that I've kind of been reading in the in the comments and the like. Uh, the I'd, dinosaurs, as you will. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll agree with you. I, I I think yes, it is a must win game. But if a bloke is not feeling up to it physically, yeah. is it worth him playing at 75% yeah, or is it worth him saying, hey, guys, I'm, yeah. I'm banged up, I'm tired, I'm knackered, yeah. uh, you know, get get Jordan Pereira in there and, and, and go out and play. Maybe not the best thing for them, for Bronco morale, you know, your young superstar. Yeah, you know, but does Cobbo make a 50-point difference in this one? Exactly <laughs> not. <laughs> exactly not. Yeah. And that's and that's where I'm going to agree with you. It was an yeah. absolute sh- shambles from the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. I think Kevin Walters, the least of his problems was Selvin Cobbo sitting yeah, in this game. Winner, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't want to push him and then, you know, like he tears a hamstring or something. And imagine, like, that, imagine that. He, he puts his hand up and says, I'm tired. At, you know, the physios, you know, Monday, they're, they're trying to name yeah. the ch- team Tuesday. Yeah. He goes, I'm tired. They say, oh, you know, I think you'll, you'll be right. You play. And, yeah, he, he tears his hamstring or, or, or does get hurt. And you look at – you just uh, look at Tom Travoyage, like the turbo. They, they've got to manage his hamstrings and manage his workload, essentially. Otherwise, yeah. they end up with a season like the Manly you've got. Like, you know, guy that comes in and out. You want to – you want him to be playing a full season, be healthy and um, be dominant. And that's kind of, I guess, the trajectory they want to see Cobbo come into is yep. being an elite fullback um, playing for, for Brisbane. Yep. Or even, you know, maybe – well, actually, I think it's fullback. I think they're going to go with Walsh next year at one and then um, potentially move him to six. Um, but who knows? Old Dostrad Armistad here. He's looking <laughs> in the future. Yeah, he's exactly, trying to exactly. line up. Line <laughs> it all up. Young How's fellas, the 2028 Broncos yeah. going to look at? Do <laughs> yeah. I jump from being a Canberra Raiders fan to Brisbane, <laughs> depending on their five-year plan? Not really sure. That's it. Um, I, I will agree no. with you, Sean. It's 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 rare, actually, that we, we kind of fully agree here on, <laughs> on the Esky. And here's the other point that I'll make. Anyone that was two weeks ago, a few weeks ago, saying, yeah, we need more mental health awareness in the game, you know, Obviously, the Paul yeah. Green tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone, anyone that's wanting to, you know, sing sing that rhetoric, which I completely agree with, and mm. then comes out and bashes Cobbo and goes, "Come on, it's you're yeah. a twenty year old, you you know, man yeah. up, yeah, just it's play. Soft, soft, soft. It's, you're Jeez. soft. What's the game gotten to? Yada yeah. yada yada. 
I don't know if those exactly hypocritical. I don't know if those two both ways exactly. Yeah. And and that's what I was seeing a lot of in the, in the last few weeks. If if I'm being frank, um, yeah. so so look, it, it was a must win game. Cobo rules himself out. Would he have affected the outcome of the game? No, probably not. They've got a lot more to worry about. I, I think the bigger issue Hill. was losing Adam Reynolds. Um, HIA early, early, yeah, yeah. Then they lost. All the structure essentially and got got dicked. It was um, ugly. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely an ugly game. It was ugly. Um, Kevin gave him a huge spray um, throughout. So we'll see. They've probably got to score fifty next week um, to even have a potential chance of making it back in the eight. Uh, we'll talk about yeah. we'll talk about it uh, now. Just just briefly. Obviously, the Raiders smashed the Sea Eagles. Mm-hmm. We will, uh, you know, review that game in just a minute. Uh, it, it looks highly unlikely now for the Broncos. I think that yeah. they've, they've done a bit of a Carlton, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, although it wasn't one point <laughs> oh, involved. A week to early. There, yeah. there was 47 involved, it's, but that they, they were, yeah. you know, they had a really good year in the eight most of the year and they have been on the slide. And, uh, you know, f- for for Green Machine fans, uh, you know, that they would have been licking their lips at the Parramatta performance Thursday night. A few nice memes of, uh, you know, Ricky Stewart Definitely. wearing uh, blue, and, <laughs> blue and gold uh, uh, and, and Canberra Raiders really cheering on the Parramatta Eels, who they may face in uh, in the first week of the finals. Yeah, uh, well, they'll know because uh, Brisbane play Dragons on the Saturday and then the afternoon game West is on Tigers, Sunday. So, yeah. Who yeah. just proved to be a hard mission for the St. George Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday night, Penrith uh, smacked the Warriors forty-six to twelve. The Panthers were just about unbackable at a dollar and three cents. I think there was about a 24, 25 point line. Jerome Luai, probably the big story out of this one, back okay. earlier than expected from his MCL, uh, which which is mm. good for, for Panthers fans. Uh, probably the rest of the league are thinking, oh great, they've already got Luai back. We know when Cleary will, will be available. Uh, that they, they definitely look like the team to beat as they have all year. Uh, two tries each to Bright and To'o and Talon May in that one. Yeah. Presented with the minor premiership trophy after the game as well. Official, mm. official minor premiership uh, this week. They did get it last week mathematically, but presented with it this week. Mm-hmm. Boys, the game of the round uh, and probably the most talking points uh, from it was Friday night, the storm going down to the Roosters uh, yeah, in, at Amy Park. So a big win there mm-hmm. for, for the Roosters. I think they're about $2.20, $2.30 outsiders. In this one, uh, a hard, fiery game of, of rugby league uh, between two two powerhouses of late. Um, and it started started with the two big men, the two double barrel, the two... Of course I, it I've, does. I've heard other people say at, at times uh, grubby behaviour. I won't say that because I don't want to say that to those fa- their faces <laughs> or put it on the internet or have anything to do with that. Thank you, Jared Warrior Hargraves. Thank you, Nelson at Sofa Solomon. I'm big fans of your work. And I, I like... What I saw on Friday night, it, it was it was fiery. Uh, it started pretty early on. Uh, Big Nelson Asafa Solomona, he he didn't take a liking to uh, that JWH hit on Cam Munster. It was, a little, it was a little bit high. There's a bit of niggle, maybe a few pseudo punches thrown, and then referee Adam Gee comes in and he said he says to says to Teddy and, and Kenny Bromwich, "There's a line in the sand, you know. Let's not get let this get out of hand." Mm-hmm. Next minute. Uh, Sofa Salomona just runs it straight at, at Jared Ware Hargraves. Uh, it was probably a clean shot, hard but but clean. But then on the on the ground in the rack, a little yeah, bit of face massage and and maybe some kind of um, face raking kind of kind of. They, they had to sit one of them down. Just to yeah, really someone yeah. probably get uh, someone had to call off because yeah. it was it was getting out of here. Like it was. It was going. Oh, this is fireworks. This is absolutely yeah, and fireworks. You know, my sports feed was full of. 
um, dog shots from this entire game. There was uh, Nelson had a knee on the ground where he comes across and knees a dude in the head. Uh, another Nelson elbow, <laughs> elbow drop as well mm-hmm. in a tackle. Uh, Munster got done for you know his elbow drop on Sam Walker as well. Uh, swing um, Hargraves. There was yeah plenty of elbow drops and niggle in this one, unfortunately, which I think led to you know led by those two front rowers uh, was where it kind of all um, came together. And yeah, ref had to try to bring bring a handle back in this game. Had to sit one of them down. You know what he looked like? He looked like a relief teacher in year six and the kids are going mad. They're swapping their names. They're yeah. pegging, you know, pegging uh, mashed up paper. They got the little spit guns out, you know, getting the teacher in the back of the head. They're doing that kind of stuff and, and he's really trying to do something to, to settle them all down. Uh, he did his best. He drew a line in the sand. He had to come good and probably send uh, send one of them to the bin. Yeah. Uh, Trent Robinson wasn't a fan of it. Of course, he's not going to be. He probably would have thought it was... Um, play on. Yeah, p- <laughs> p- play on. Uh, it's probably lucky that this didn't erupt into full melee a- yeah. as well. Mm. Anyways, it... It was a cracking game of rugby league. After I think after the the Warrior Hargraves sin binning, it did kind of get a little bit more um, settled and and you know a bit more into into the technical aspect of the game rather than uh, rather than just hard hits and and biff. Joey Manu, great again. Uh, we, we we talk about how underrated he is all the time, but I think everyone kind of rates him now. So I don't know if we can use the term under, underrated <laughs> so much with Joey Manu. He had 172 run meters uh, and a meat pie, I believe, in this one. Yep. Well, the, the potentially maybe he plays six next year. Like there's, I think um, he could. I yeah. think he could. They go with him as six and Walker as the future. And um, is Kiri off contract? Can it's, this that'll be hard to look up. Um, but if you can just. Maybe yeah. try and find Luke Keery's. He's been a little uh, bit on the outer of late. So, yeah, yeah, which is harsh for a guy yeah. that was absolutely on top of the world uh, not not long ago, uh, has won multiple premierships, has both a chook and a rabbit. Uh, the, the, probably the 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 big story, I suppose, from the night was was the Victor Radley concussion, which ended with convulsions. You never like to see that. Um, on the field, um, uh, by all accounts, was sitting up, you know, talking, coherent yeah, he was good, in, in the sheds after afterwards. Um, it's tough. We, we, it seems like every other week we're, we're talking about concussion in, in rugby league. Yeah, well, um, he, what were your thoughts? Um, well, without knowing the, the results, like, you know, potentially no concussion there and it was just a clean, absolute knockout, like a UFC-type knockout and hence the muscle convulsions. Like No concussion. Um, you, know, you can... You can get like your light turned off completely and not have, you know, concussion symptoms following on from it. My point is, I'd say it was worse. He got knocked the fuck out. So. <laughs> well, but he didn't have the he didn't have the long symptoms. Yes, and the yeah. team doctor Tom Longworth, yeah. who's going to have his work cut out for him in the next coming weeks. Yeah, uh, he he said that's more concerning is is the long is the long lingering symptoms, the headache, the nausea, yeah. the 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 sleepiness, which Victor didn't really have. Plus, any plus of. like well, Victor's play style and you know getting Hard. knocked Hard. the fuck out like yeah. the chin now is more Seems of a like, question. Yeah, and the Roosters Roosters played style with. It, yeah. it was a month Last ago. Season. It was a month ago that we were asking: yeah. Is he the toughest man in rugby league? There's an argument for for, yeah. for yeah. it to be had, uh, but obviously have to consider long term welfare and the rest yeah. of it. Especially when you start using, like, if we start talking about his chin, we're using boxing boxing terminology to talk about a football player. Mm. And, you know, 
we see that team, unfortunately, he's got a bit of a history of it. Um, Jake Friend, uh, Boyd Cordner, et cetera. Yeah. Like, you don't want to you, see an early retirement. He's a no. 24-year-old. Who, exactly. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to have to be forced into that. So, um, And that was a bad one, uh, trying to um, take on the big Bromwich brother and putting his head in the wrong spot and getting a hip. El- like it was, I it think was it was, el- was it Elbow? No, he had come across and he took a full, full hip. Okay. Um, and, yeah, went down like a sack of potatoes. Yep. Um uh, you know, I think people get stuck into the coverage um, showing the convulsions, but I think also they didn't know, you know they can't predict that's happening. Like, exactly. he's on the field knocked out for a good probably 10 seconds mm. and then he starts convulsing. And mm. uh, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's probably the point where you cut away. But, you know, you can't blame them for going, oh, shit, like, what's happening going on here? Mm. Uh, it's not a thing you regularly see on a regular league field. It's no. more something yeah. you'd see in the cage in a big fight. So. In the octagon, yeah. yeah. Well, that being said, is this something to do with the Roosters playing style? Like, What's going on with the comes an accidental in this? Where if you yeah, okay. uh, if you want it, you can actually yeah. go find the replay. Eight eight minutes forty five is when it happened. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, he just head in the wrong spot, which happens. He yeah. he's come inside the body instead of across it, and um, you know it's essentially just hip hip to yeah to Temple. Good night. That's all she wrote. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just back on um, Lukiri. Yeah, so it looks like he's contracted through to two thousand and twenty. Four, 850k a year. So two years. I don't think Joey Mann is playing six in any anytime soon when he's on that money. Yeah, but there's salary cap constraints over there. Whether they look to move him mm. to gain mm. room has also been the chat. So. I'm sure there'd be a lot of clubs that would like to sign Luke Kerry. Yeah, well, West Tigers. <laughs> Anyone in the bottom eight, definitely. <laughs> Drag- Dragons probably take, <laughs> take him. Well, as good as uh, as Junior Moon has been for us this year. Um yeah, just going back to uh, Victor just quickly. Um, I imagine he sits out next week, mm-hmm. and then it's up to the team doctor mm-hmm. and him and and the you know Roos's um, med- medical team to to make an assessment as to week one of the finals um, to to see um, how you go. It's, it'll be an elimination game. Um, you know, do you see you know if he has a good two weeks, uh, you know, mm-hmm. gear up and and see how you go, or, mm-hmm. or do you say uh, line through. Uh, his season, um, I'm glad it's a decision that we don't have to make here and then we'll leave mm. it up to, to the medical yep. um, team there at the Chooks and, and hopefully, um, you know, Victor makes makes a, a speedy recovery. And, and like we said, you know, the, the team doctor said wasn't long um, symptoms afterwards, which is which is promising signs despite the, the distressing nature of it uh, on the field. Uh, Lindsay Collins could be in some hot water as well for hip drop. We spoke a few weeks ago. I think about the rumours are four weeks. Jeez, that's Lindsay. yeah, that's a uh, quite some time. Uh, obviously missed all of last year. Because what did with Carrigan a, get? ACL carrying up four or five. five. I think five. Yeah, they really because tro- I've because didn't uh, Josh get five the year before or did he get four? So I, I think it's, it's all fours and fives. It's always it's like, a, that's it's the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, which uh, would season done for him? Yeah, yep, it is. Yeah, unless not, they, enough, not enough weeks. Unless, well, if you got four and they made the grand final, that's the only way. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty close too. Um, and that and that's the nature of the hip drop tackle and, and rugby league at the moment. They want it out, so mm-hmm. yes, stamping. Mm-hmm. Raiders absolutely smashed the Manly Seagulls forty-eight to six. It's Canberra's biggest win ever over Manly. They jump into the eight as we aforementioned. They uh, most likely play. Finals footy this year. They just need to beat the Tigers. Uh, the, the big thing was the points difference swing. So with Brisbane getting pumped um, and the Raiders winning by 42, it was just about a 100-point 
turnaround on, on points difference. Mm. Uh, Hudson Young, he, he's been a revelation. He's been a try-scoring machine. He has 11 on the season now, second amongst forwards, and this is a testament to the how good a season this bloke's having. Jeremiah Nanai has 17. 17 tries. So he's the, the, the top-scoring forward in the league with 17, and six behind him is Hudson Young on, on 11. It's pretty incredible uh, season that the 19-year-old Jeremiah Nanai is having. Uh, Seb Crisp, good. Jamal Fogarty, uh, good. Uh, Shans Nickel Clockstad, there was, um, you know, yeah, played. playing playing his last game most well. Well, we, he was playing uh, reserve, um, so mm. he played in the game before. Mm. And, yeah, they – last game in Canberra. Live, um, yeah, and he was in tears and yeah. obviously – uh, this this city meant a lot to him, um, and I think the the Warriors will, will have themselves a, a pretty handy fullback next year. Yeah, uh, and with, they, with him returning uh, to his home nation. So they farewelled mm. him. They farewelled Ryan Sutton, who I think is going to the doggies, and Josh Hodson, who's going to the Eels as well. So finish up, you know, a bit of a change in the guard from the team that went to the grand final only a couple of years ago. Yeah, not too many left. Yeah. Not too many left from that yeah. team, is there? Whiten, Papali'i, Rapana, Rapana. Tarpany, off the bench. Maybe. Might have been playing lock in that one. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah. a bit of a changing of the guard, indeed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what happens, you know, if they make the eight, do they get a red-hot Parramatta team? Or it's gonna depend. It depends on which Parramatta team shows up. That's <laughs> a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> Whether they'll get but the Dave Grohls or not. They've looked good so far. They've, uh, they've definitely looked uh, more, you know, like like proper food fighting. Yeah. Prop. They switched the, they flicked the switch a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, they've definitely been better. This is yeah. uh, you know, learn to fly kind of shit. Not, not, <laughs> not pretender. Food fighters here for yeah. you. On triple M. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sharks beat the Bulldogs 16 zip. Ronaldo Mortalo scored a double. That means the Cronulla Sharks go to second. Second. Uh, with mm. with the Cowboys loss, which, season, which we'll get in, yeah, stuck into in a second. Uh, yeah, definite overs for for what that was expected out of this a, this Cronulla group. Such a quiet year as well. Like uh, I think everyone else has been in the news and had all hoopla <laughs> about them. The Sharks have just been quietly going all along their way, playing good footy and. Um, Craig Fitzgibbon over there had been doing a good job. Massive first year uh, coach uh, for for Fitzy, uh, first year for for Nico Hines at the Sharks. We, we kind of talk about him each week. Uh, I, I think he will be a smoky for the Delhi M. Be nice to be able to punt on that. I wishedly <laughs> really wish that those blokes didn't have that leak a few years ago. And uh, Craig Bellamy didn't Fuck go dressed as Beetlejuice to the fucking Delhi M's. And you know, don't know what that has to do with punting, but uh, you know, they're my two gripes with with the Delhi M at the moment. Um, but yeah, Nico Hines has had a very good season. Um, Andrew Fafida and Aiden Tolman uh, announced that they will be retiring. Yeah, I think Tolman's at, at retiring. Fafida's leaving the club, mm-hmm. but he might get a deal elsewhere. Super League, Super League. I don't think he's got a deal. So whether okay. he stays in a for a Sydney club or goes overseas, yeah. But either way, he's leaving the Sharks. I think was the main news. Fafida leaving, Tolman to retire. That's how it shall go in the annals of history. Annals. Uh, set, sorry, Freudian slip there. South, 20, Cowboys, 10, uh, Cam Murray and mm. Keon Kalomatongi impressed. Uh, Alex Johnson. Johnson scored watch. once. Johnson, yeah, yeah, only scored once. He goes, he goes to 28, so needs a double, double. next week uh, reckon, against the Chooks. To, to do you reckon they'll force, try to force feed him? No, I think they'll want to win. It's a big game. It's in the new yeah. stadium. It's mm-hmm. Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think uh, that will be on their minds. Oh, he needs to score 30 tries. They'll think we want to fucking win this footy yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing is, 
the way they win footy games is often by Close. feeding him the ball, you know, or going down yeah. that 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 left edge and, and scoring through Alex Johnson. Uh, so so yeah, maybe uh, subconsciously it, it might it might come to fruition. Uh, really looking forward to that game. The lot's been spoken about this new stadium. Did they spend too much money on it? Uh, why didn't they put more seating into it? How's it all going to happen? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out on Friday night uh, when when these two arch enemies go uh, up up against it. Hopefully a big crowd there. Uh, Cohen Hesk uh, goes to the bin uh, last night for his high shot on Campbell Graham. Also, uh, kind of, you know, it was pretty much a KO as well on, on poor Campbell. So, uh, hopefully he makes a good recovery. And uh, uh, I hate to – I will make the comparison, the, the Finucane shot a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where it was kind of like incidental, but it was slightly high. Well, I think that was high and – uh, but was more of a head clash than this one was. Yeah. I thought there was a little bit more shoulder in this one. I agree, and and Finucane got three weeks. Yeah, so but I thought it was uh, Gus, of course, um, you know, getting on his uh, pedestal and having a shout that yeah, that's not a sin being in Rari Rara, but I, I think if you knock like the fuck out, then and, you, <laughs> when, and it always looks worse in slow motion. Yeah. It always looks so, like five years ago. Yeah, that's a good shot. But at full speed, it looks more like uh, shoulder than it does head. Yeah. So I'd, yeah. I think for, from a rest perspective, yeah, there's intent there. Um, sit him down, especially since that guy's probably his day is done as well. So yep. Yeah. So Cohen maybe in a little bit of hot water at the tribunal. Yeah, I think so. Is there a, uh, a port? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what what is he facing? Because it's Sunday afternoon. We should. Yeah. Get. So we'll miss one game with an early guilty plea and or two. two. So that, yeah. so there, uh, yeah. that's, that's an interesting way of, of looking at it. I suppose the Finucane one, the thing that made it was so f- nuts was he raced out of that line, yeah. whereas this was like a little bit less kamikaze esque uh, from mm. from Cohen Hess. He'll take the early guilty, miss next week, fuck it, play, yeah, play week, week one of finals. Yeah, yeah, cowards need him, indeed. Yes. The Dragons Tigers will talk about it for the next 45 <laughs> minutes. No, we won't. Uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, two meaningless games, essentially. Uh, mm. Although the battle for the spoon, we get a clearer picture. The Dragons snuck home by the length of my foreskin. Uh, not very long, <laughs> although there is some there. Um, Zach Lomax kicked it on the so- on kicked the penalty. on the uh, siren to, to win by two points. After uh, he, I think, was high shot. That as well to get that penalty. And the Dragons, yeah. we watched the first half uh, before the before the game, uh, before the pod started rather, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and they've kind of been following along with it in the background. Um, big sigh of relief for us uh, Dragons fans here. We will feel yeah. Uh, we'll, if we beat Brisbane next week, we might finish the gentleman's ninth. That'll be higher than the gentleman's tenth you were aiming for. <laughs> I, that, that's what I said. I was I was said at the start of the year, happy with gentleman's tenth. And I'll yeah. take both my teams <laughs> in the AFL and NRL finish, finishing a gentleman's ninth. Thank you. Two nines, 18, doesn't beat 21. Uh, blackjack, anyways. Um, the, they did their best to lose this game in the first half. Ill-disciplined. Cody Ramsey, professional yep. foul. Yeah, okay, probably you, you, might, you might just cop that. He goes to the bin. Jack Bird, mouthing off, mouthing <laughs> off at the ref. Uh, he, he gets March 10 and then keeps going yep. and then and – then, well, I think the penalty was blown because he um, he contacted the was it the fullback. Yeah, in the uh, air, in, in the air, in the air. Yeah. So that was the initial penalty. Yeah, and then mouth March ten. Yeah, kept chirping, got sent, uh, and in in that time, uh, w- sorry, sorry, not sent. He got Simbin. Simbin, so yeah, he got Simbin. And I was going to ask, is this the same ref that was called incompetent a week ago? 
Uh, good question. Which ref is I, it? I have a vague feeling it might have been. We had... Liam Kennedy? So the yep, Liam Kennedy. Main referee? Yeah, the main referee, yep. Ring any bells? No. Yeah, good chat. You, you have to go look at Tigers Great game chat. from last week. <laughs> Tigers game from last week. Regardless, uh, we don't want to linger too much on, on <laughs> this blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, but the Dragons come away with a win uh, despite uh, some some ill discipline in the first half. Ben Cummins. Uh, uh, different ben Cummins. Cummins. Uh, that's yeah. right, Ben Cummins incompetent. Yeah, that makes sense because he called six again. Yes, he is incompetent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are alluding to the, the, to James the, Tarmow, the James Tarmow fiasco yeah. uh, within the week. So, so he uh, did call Ben Cummins, not Liam Kennedy, uh, Incompetent. Mm-hmm. That's, that's quite a that's, that's reasonable language, I think. To use <laughs> a rugby league referee, that is oh, I think it was is probably that what you're calling me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was probably surrounded by with, some, with other. some <laughs> <few expletives. laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah. I'd, I'd agree. <laughs> um, so essentially, because he was they they wanted to give him two weeks. The club fought it, uh, and and because he's yeah. retiring at the end of the year. Um, and they fought it and they, they got it reduced to one. So he will get to play next week. 100% got let off for being good bloke. Yeah, well, that, that, it's that the opposite was of having priors. It's, it's having, good, <laughs> you know, good bloke priors, yeah. etc. <laughs> yes. But some funny meme work this 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 <laughs> this uh, week as well. The NRL the, memes. The NRL memes. The, the Twitter community is always uh, pretty vicious uh, mm-hmm. saying, James Tarmel, uh you know, subjugated to further punishment, has to play again for the <laughs> West Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Etc. Etc. Poor fella. Uh, look, uh, I, I think. Look, if they want to take prize into account when when they add weeks on, mm-hmm. good behave, good behaviour. It's like it's like in the criminal justice system. You know, good behaviour. Yeah, true. Take take six months off your off your suspension. Yeah. Be, well, open suspension or. Yeah, uh, life sense. Life yeah. sense. That's what I'm Thank you. Six no, months. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you take six months off a rugby league suspension, he, he must have killed someone. <laughs> yeah. Must have killed yeah. someone. It does open a potential can of, can of worms, though, because uh, I think Cameron Smith got a bit of that in his time as well. The good good bloke. In allegedly, the allegedly, allegedly, letting him play some grand finals. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I wonder if there'll be more tact uh, with other players potentially trying to do this. You know, swinging arm, Hargraves probably not. <laughs> but, you well, know, a few others maybe will try every, to squeak through. It's not every day someone retires from footy as well. Uh, yeah, but, but should you re- take that into account? <laughs> yeah, because you know I mean? go back to the thing. Like, if yeah. it's, you know, good bloke chat leading into the grand finals, like, you know, give him the fine mm. instead of the one week because um, he's a good bloke. Yeah, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of shades of grey, yeah, as there seems to be is. with every single thing that we talk about in, in when we NRL, follow yeah. the NRL. Uh, I feel like it's Australian. He's a fucking good bloke. Mate, he's a good <laughs> bloke. He's a stand-up <laughs> bloke. He's a stand-up bloke. What's your legal defence? Oh, he's a good bloke. He's a good bloke. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the, your Aussie lawyer goes, yeah, mate, no, nah, he's a fucking good bloke. You're, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Getting a bit dribbly here. Let's let's keep moving. Uh, a big big story. It doesn't pertain necessarily to the Tigers, but they were the first uh, to kind of confirm that they are off. Uh, well, contemplating they're trying to put a, uh, a contract together to to lure Cameron Munster to come along to save them. Who's going to mm. save us? Maybe Cameron Munster. Five years, seven million dollars reported. That is a massive. Massive contract. It's, it's been a quite interesting week for Munster because I mm. think the Tiger, I think the Titans actually said they were chasing him, mm-hmm. mm. and the Tiger said we are as well with potentially this money deal. Then Tim Sheens came out and go, "Well, that's news to me." 
um, which would <laughs> would be funny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the Dolphins have already said, you know, we're going to offer him 1.4 a year. Um, so, you know, again, huge money. Um, would but it's be 200 grand more than anyone, or maybe 100 more than DCE, yeah. but would yeah. make him the highest paid player yes. in the league. And mm. based on his play, probably deserves to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think... And maybe this is also probably some of his management because he doesn't officially come off contract till November, um, but they've created a market for him. Mm. So mm-hmm. now maybe these teams are not as heavily in the contention or chasing him, but they've you know created that market that hey he's going to be going for you know the one point four or plus, um, and if he wants to stay at the Storm, maybe they need to pony up. And mm. I don't think they probably got that room that. anymore. So, but whether that's, you know, instead of the 700 you have offered me, um, get that into the mill and Millions, maybe that'll yeah. keep him there. Um, otherwise, yeah, he's going to have plenty of suitors, which is well, potentially, like you just said, um, one of the, if not the best uh, NFL player at the moment. Um, well, going back yeah. to the Roosters chat, they were playing to offload players to potentially get Monster as well. but That's Sombrero. Sombrero. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that if, uh, he's ele- that's cheating. That's straight up cheating. Yeah. He can't go to the Roosters, dude. Yeah. You, get, you get a new Mercedes every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is Sombrero, paper bags, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, sorry, not sorry, Chooks, but that, that <laughs> nah, I'm not following this year. If he's, if he's wearing six for them. Uh, the, the, the teams that we just mentioned in the Tigers, the Dolphins, the Startup, and the Titans – if you're Cameron Munster, would you rather go to a you know a new rugby league club under a legend in Wayne Bennett and try to not I'm not going to say single handedly, but but be the key piece, let's say in in uh, in their development of a club? Would that sound more enticing to you than say going to these basket case clubs like the Tigers and the Titans? And uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, well, also I mean, look at the roster. Like the Bromwich brothers are both there. He's played with them. Yeah, so yeah. They have a, yeah. They're probably going to have a better forward pack than the Titans and uh, the Tigers currently yeah, well, have. So. I was talking about this in a group chat this week. Uh, their forward pack's not bad. Aging, it's old. Yeah, it's, it's old, a, it's but a it's. It's experienced, and I'd say on paper, it's better than some forward packs hmm. in the league at the moment. The backs, yeah, it begs a bit. It, yeah, it they've got the, the leads there, and I think you know, John Sullivan probably play seven. If you add Munster to it, that's yeah. that's probably the glue you need. But that's, that's he won't won't of course play for them next year because it's only the following year when his deal ends. Yes, so, exactly. So you know, he's got plenty of time to buy it. But after the great year he's had. Um, with Queensland and with the Storm, like yep. yeah, he could potentially cash in when he comes off contract in yep. November. There's there's games where you've watched him and you've just gone, yeah, and probably Origin One was one of them where where you go, this guy's head and shoulders above yep. everyone else. Yeah, had a kid this year, been off the grog, helps I guess. Um, but yeah, he's definitely had a very very good year. It's going to be interesting. That, well, I suppose we keep talking about this until he does get you know until the the pen goes to the paper. Yeah, months months yep. of watch for here. Yeah. I mean, you know, the next 12 months, unfortunately. Yeah, you worry about the spine, but as soon as, if he signs, like, there's going to be so many players wanting to go come across as well. Yeah, that's right. Is there a a, a magnetic factor around signing Cameron Munster, you know, luring uh, uh, the, the the positives and the negatives of magnets and whatnot. You know? <laughs> one one end being rugby league players, the other end being Cameron Munster. Yeah, I'll rescue you here. Um, so, you know, one of the guys, Edric Lee, yeah. uh, of course, going to the Dolphins next year, scored in the first minute for the Knights. It's 10-all currently in that game. For in this week's Sunday. Toilet Bowl. Thank you for, for the uh, NRL scheduling this at 4 o'clock on a Sunday. Titans <laughs> and Knights. Uh, makes my, you know... 
Blockbuster uh, Dragons uh, win over the t- uh, Tigers, you know, same a bit more formidable. That's it. Rugby, did you put this one in there? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> what is rugby? Yeah, yeah, I did because I thought it was funny. And he did. You exactly like my corner? You yes. like my corner? Yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad. They're fucking stuck in mud. They're stuck yeah, in really? fucking mud. Better than my Irish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bit of bucks chat. Bit yeah. of bucks chat. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so there was a game of rugby. Uh, there, was, the week. there was several. There was several. several but there was several. Uh, for us, there was one game. What's the championship they're playing at the moment? The rugby championship is what it's called. Um, Great name there. Yeah, yeah, not bad. You should see the website for a bunch of uh, privately educated, uh, you know, millionaire types. You'd think they'd be able to, you know, pay a little bit of money to get for, it for some marketing. Yeah, no, well, for some marketing for one, but for a, a really functional website, the website is fucking horrendous for one. But for two, uh, good turnout yesterday at yeah. the Adelaide Oval. Yeah. So not traditional rugby. Uh, land down, down there in SA, but but good turnout to see the Wallabies defeat the Springboks. Well, 20, no, wait, no AFL in Adelaide anymore, so maybe. Ta- if you think tactical, <laughs> tactical, they're gone. Oh, look at this, look at this. There's a big hole in, uh, no sport at the, moment. No in the middle cars. of South Australia. It's called Adelaide. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a big hole in the scheduling here, yeah. and the, the fine people of Adelaide want something to do on their Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's five <laughs> o'clock; they can't go to Woolies. Yep. They, they, they need something to do. Let's go to the rugby, and they got a great turnout. And uh, Australia turned it on. The Wallabies looking not too bad. I think Marika Korbiti, ex uh, league, uh, uh, found found the. What do they call it there? Try line, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's safe to try as well. Though. Yeah, I think he, I th- from the two minutes that I saw on KO this morning, uh, I think he had a, a pretty good crack of the salve. But across the Dutch earlier on in the night, mm-hmm. the All Blacks, they're in capitulation, bro. The Pumas, mm-hmm. Argentina, they beat him 25 to 18. Is that again? No, first time because no, so, they beat uh, us. They beat uh, us in Argentina. Okay. Remember, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you had suggested uh, the Latinas, yes, perhaps facetiously that the boys had been out maybe the night before, a little yeah. bit of samba, <laughs> yeah. or is it tango? Maybe it's tango. Uh, anyways, uh, alleged complete allegations there, but the, uh, we will make one allegation: is that Argentina looking pretty good? They're on top of the rugby championship table halfway mm. through, and New Zealand are in all sorts. They've lost six of their last eight games. Uh, their coach, Ian Foster, is dun, 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 under pressure. Uh, um, and Michael Chaker uh, is the, the Pumas coach of f- former Wallabies coach fame. Mm. Halfway through, it means it's somewhat interesting for the casuals of which we are. I think it means it's interesting for fans of world rugby in that, you know, end of an era, dynasty kind of chat leading into a World Cup uh, these guys, the unbeatable All Blacks, no, it, it seems like, you know, Ireland's done it, Argentina's done it, uh, South Africa's done it. South Africa, yeah. Uh, so, 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 so there's a few teams that have done it this year. Uh, will Australia be able to do it over there? We've got a shocking record as, as, it, um, as it has been in, in recent memory. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see, at least as casuals, um, to, to see how this mm-hmm. rugby championship plays out. Mm-hmm. But halfway through, Argentina sit on top of that. Should we talk some AFL? Yeah. Do you want to finish right. off the cricket? Oh, yeah, for Australia 1. Australia 1. <laughs> Australia 1. No curses. Maxwell. Yeah, no. Maxwell wanted to get to the pub. Bang, bang, bang. He's yeah. at the pub now. 32 uh, off 9. 30, 32 <laughs> off 9. He really wanted to go to the pub. Really wanted to go to the pub. The big show. He's good to watch, man. Like, he just sees him like beach balls. He's in some pretty good form as well at the moment. Yep. Uh, I really hope, uh, as an Aussie cricket fan, uh, that mm. the T20 World Cup, he just shines and, and plays to his potential because mm. when he's on... He, he's one of the most dominant hitters in, in the world. Yeah, that's yeah. it. 
Yeah. yeah, you mentioned it. He went back to back sixes to finish it. Boom, boom. <laughs> six, six, pub. Yep. Etc. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, so last week, yep, Sean already mentioned cut and loss. All right, next bit. Oh, that's how it felt done. <laughs> okay, uh, so it kind of the big th- uh, day, I suppose, last week was the Sunday. Yeah, um, in, the, in, the, in the AFL. That was the big mm-hmm. stories. Yeah, the Bulldogs, they beat the Hawks, which meant Carlton had to win. Sloppy first half. Mm-hmm. Excellent third quarter. And then in... Well, they kicked, what, eight goals straight? Um, between this middle of the second and the end of the third. Yep. Got a 25-point lead. But as they've Z- done... Zero goals, six in the fourth quarter. Yeah, as they've done... Uh, mm. Quite regularly, unfortunately, for Carlton fans, mm. is have a bit of a fade in the fourth quarters. Capitulation. Yeah, and, you know, end of the season, etc. Yeah. They don't finish strong, no. unfortunately. No, no. They go a little bit limp. Nope. Um, but ninth is better than Spoon, I suppose, which has yeah. been pretty recurrent in the last 10 years. But, well, yeah, the, disappointing. They, there's not, not not too many Carlton fans that six weeks ago would have would have taken ninth. That's that's for sure. In fact, yeah. when I say not many, I say <laughs> zero. zero. Yeah. They would have would have taken eighth. Um, got in there. I think they would have probably played the Lions, if correct, and would have gone yeah, together. Yeah, although it would have changed. I've gone. I've already changed it for it because they wouldn't. They wouldn't play Dockers like the the Bulldogs. Are. I think it was. Uh, they yeah, switched I think, there yeah was, I think you've got. So it. I think it was. I think Brisbane got, it would have been Brisbane at the Gabba, which again is is no. Yeah. No easy task, but at least I think they, Brisbane they fans probably there. would have preferred that. They would have been. They would have been there. What they've gotten, um, yeah, possibly. So yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah. Lose by a point. The Pies yeah. are the king of the close win. Was yep. We were tracking it, you know, with this massive winning streak. How many have been single digits? And they, they've got the closest of close. Mm. And when did they finish? They finish. They finished. They jump into the fourth, fourth because fourth. They, they'll, they'll, they'll play Geelong. They'll play Geelong. So must win for them. Mm-hmm. Must win for them. Someone Big, big football match. I think someone way. said to me this week, oh, why don't they just let Carlton... Carlton win, you know, let them get in the eight. Because uh, they fucking hate them. They hate them. There's 80,000 in the G. There's a top four finish on on uh, on, on the line. Uh, that's probably the, the, the reasons. Uh, anyways. It, it there was plenty of uh, uh, fights as well on the post, post-match post um, mm-hmm. as well in the G. Mm-hmm. Um, fans not happy with each other, which is kind of, I guess, to be expected in that fan base. Yep. Um, but Proper yeah. hatred. Yes, yeah. So the dogs, uh, on the flip side of that, they sneak in after beating the Hawks. Um do we see them doing anything against the Dockers? No, which leads us into our finals preview. Should, yes. we, do, should we do that uh, yeah, in, in order? Monks, if you wouldn't mind bringing up the odds. Uh, mm. Obviously, we've had a week off Aussie Rules footy. Uh, we will talk awards in just one second. But mm. as we rarely do these days on the on the Esky, give tips and odds. Uh, you know, we've been to a Sunday. We don't get much lead in, but we get a lead into this one. That's right. We get a lead yeah, in true. here. Uh, Thursday night, Brisbane Lions take on the Richmond Tigers. Gabba, bogey game, bogey game, bogey game. Sound the alarm, sound the alarm. Mm. Uh, and well, Jesus, Tigers the, have been hot lately. The, and the odds reflected. Yeah. The odds reflected. Obviously, the Tigers have broken Lions fans' hearts in the past uh, mm-hmm. in prelim finals, in qualifying finals. Um, and and I'm surprised. No, I'm not surprised by these odds. But Richmond a little bit shorter than than what I was expecting. Monks, mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind. Yes, I got to remember how to do this. 
Not a head to head. Read what's what, on the screen. What there is, there's, there's letters and numbers on the screen. They need to go through your eyes. The, 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 signal the ones needs, I can still see. The signal needs to go to the brain. That needs to send a signal back, which needs to come out the mouth, and you put it into the microphone. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know how well I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah. We so, struggle week to week. So I don't know how <laughs> no, no. Week to week, hour to hour, minute to minute. minute, to minute. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth. Um, no, so Tigers are favourites $1.75. Uh, Brisbane are underdogs $2.10 there. Great work. Spat it out beautifully. Yeah. Uh, that's that's too short for mine. Richmond, mm. all the momentum, yes, going in their way. Uh, but to go up there, it's always it's always hard. Uh, you know, Brisbane, you know, it is a little bit of a fortress. The Gabba hasn't been in, in you know, sudden death games. Well, it isn't recently. for the Tigers. They've won 12. Yeah, they're fine. Up of, of their last 12 matches there, they've only lost two. Okay. Um, uh, Brisbane... Uh, have been pretty poor in big games as well. They lose that's, the big games. That's the elephant in the room. Yeah, and then the fact <laughs> Dusty's been back at back at training. <laughs> elephant noise. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going for that AFL noise. Siren. <laughs> yeah, he's half siren, half uh, <laughs> half elephant. Anyway. Uh, Dusty, where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, the, the elephant uh, trunk noises. That's that one's that one's uh, gone to the bin. Du- <laughs> Let's talk Dusty Martin. Has been back at training. There's vision of him uh, training back there. So coming back from hamstring. Sa- oh. Sounds like he'll play in the finals. Yep. And I guess this being an elimination finals, it makes sense that they'll stick him straight mm-hmm. back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. if that's the case, yeah, that's you know Dusty led Tigers after the way they've been playing. Mm. Brisbane, uh, you know, historically bad against the Tigers and don't win big football matches. I would pick the Tigers in this one. Ooh. Trader. For, the, for the Judas here, yeah. Absolute Judas, and I'm going to go with you. I think the Tigers have the momentum. I think they've they've shown uh, time and time and time again uh, that, they're, that they're built for big games. Uh, had, you know, this – had this been a completely different situation and the Tigers hadn't been stringing wings together and knocking off, uh, you know, reasonable teams – um, yeah, you might look at this in, in a different light. Um, but, yeah, I think all the momentum suggests uh, that, that Richmond um, maybe maybe do knock off Brisbane again. Having said that, I, I'm tipping the Tigers. I, I want the Lions to win. I want this group to to, to recognise that, that, that they are talented and that they can do it, uh, you know, in elimination games and, 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 and end the hoodoo, if you will. Yeah, well, there's been chat this week that um, maybe Fags and that coaching staff isn't the group to push them over the edge. Like, there's been questions mm. poured in, brought into the, like, well, what's the consistent factor throughout all this? Well, the coaching staff. So um, whether, you know, they need to go out and get a champion coach with experience winning uh, winning it all to come in and push them over the edge. I prefer. I think they need the player version of yeah, that. I agree, hundred percent. I think um, that's that would be completely unjust on Chris Fagan and yeah. what he's done. Bringing, but, bringing but that club, I, but you have to remember, five years ago, oh, yeah. there was a basket, basket case club. Yeah. So I think you know the rebuilding let's go seven maybe. Yeah, the rebuilding is <laughs> being completed, but yeah, the to win a championship uh, maybe is that too far for Fags? Mm. I think the, the more. Worrying sign is that that conversation is starting to happen. Mm. Uh, less, less than, um, you know, he'd probably be right this year, and they'll have to see what they can do in the off season to yeah. to add to that roster, uh, to the list. Um, but yeah, that, that concerns that you know that's maybe some of the conversation that's happening in the background. Well, what yeah. quashes that conversation is is a win on Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, you gotta so gotta fun. go deep into the finals and play well. Like, don't get pumped by a hundred. You gotta. You no, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that is not gonna happen. Happened the days only a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, you know, they gotta go out there and play close, strong footy. Mm. Not mm. not lose their way and uh, completely fall apart and. 
um, you know, get absolutely pumped. You've got to be competitive in these big games. What is yeah. the line? Fuck all. Yeah, so lines are three and a half, yeah. and total game points is one hundred seventy six and a half. Interesting. Probably yeah. too early uh, to to make comments on those. Uh, mm. Be interesting to see when when teams are out, weather, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, as a neutral, just probably want to see a good uh, elimination, you know, close elimination final uh, to yeah. kick to kick off the the first week of the finals. Friday, there's a, there's a uh, a really interesting game in the Melbourne Demons taking on the Swans in the first qualifying final. Uh, this is at the G. The Swans did beat the Ds back in round twelve uh, by twelve points. Uh, the Swans obviously relying on on the the changing of the guard talent. You know the the Logan McDonalds, the Chad Warners, and the light coming through. Callum Mills uh, was named as an All Australian. Uh, during the week, uh, going up against the defending uh, champs who have been, I suppose, hot and cold, uh, you know, in recent games, you know, just getting over over the Blues a couple of weeks ago, dismantling the Lions, losing to the Pies, losing to Geelong, uh, you know, half, halfway through the year that they, they were undefeated and, and everyone thought it was it was who can beat Melbourne this year. But I think there's there's a lot of lot of people that, that think probably the Swans can get the job done, uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what the um, what the odds say here. Melbourne will obviously start as favourites, but it's it's not uh, super one sided in, in these odds, is it? Is it, Jimmy? Yeah, I think the D's have been better in yeah. the, the last couple of weeks. They they feel healthier to me. Yep. Uh, Swans though, for me, are still the dark horse in the, in mm-hmm. these finals. Mm-hmm. They've mm. you know a young, young list with a few veterans there that have played. Big games before they're kind of right where they need to be. Um, you know, we said last year that's probably not going to be their year. This year, um, maybe that's opening, uh, but we'll have to see how they how they progress, how they go. Mm, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, D's for me. Um, but I think this is going to be a very close, um, good contest. Mm. Um, yeah, so I suppose the odds do sort of reflect uh, Sydney's hot streak. They've been on late towards the end of the season. Um, but the D's are favourites, $1.47. Uh, the Swans are out at $2.68 at the moment. We have a line of 13.5 total points, 161.5. We, we, we posed the question a few weeks ago, um, maybe, maybe we'll call it a couple of months ago, you know, are, are the Swans too reliant on, on Buddy Franklin? It was kind mm. of sparked by, by, I think, a Kane Corns comment, which, which suggested that. Yeah. Uh, and he most likely gets the All-Australian fullback here in Stephen May. If mm-hmm. if May is able to shut down Buddy Franklin, where do they you know, kick their goals? Is, is they're going to be heavily reliant on their smalls in, in, in Papley and, and Heaney? Uh, can Logan McDonald rise to the occasion? It's, it's a lot of pressure for a 19, 20-year-old kid. I'll go the Melbourne Demons. I think at the MCG, I think they've... They've shown, obviously, last year breaking the drought and uh, that they can do it in these big games. Uh, and I just think that the top of their list in the in the Gorns and the Petrarchas and the Clary Olivers are just too good. And uh, I think that that midfield battle, uh, I think the Demons have the clear advantage uh, that they, they should yeah, be able to give their, their forwards first usage. And uh, I think they win this game. Uh, although, again, don't have a dog in the fight. Uh, Want to see a good close game. Mm. Uh, this mm. not an elimina- elimination qualifying, so, yep. yeah. So, qualifying, so, so second chance, <laughs> second chance for the losers, and uh, straight through to the prelim I, for I, the winner. If I'm the Swans, and uh, I, th- you know, if I'm in that coaching staff, I'm thinking this is a great measuring stick. Even if we yeah, do lose, exactly. we, we yep. do mm. want to be really competitive in this. Yep, and probably use that momentum. Then he's like, hey, uh, we lost by a point, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like we can compete with these guys. We can potentially beat them. 
use that momentum to then go through the rest of the finals. That's yep. kind of what you're after, especially um, you're not trying to lose, of course, but uh, if you do, you've, you want to take something out of um, that experience, that learning, and you do learn a lot when from losing. So. You win, or you win, or you learn. That's what well, that's what I've heard, and I've learned a lot in my sporting career. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry about that. Uh, and we've got Saturday double header. Interesting that they went this Saturday Arvo into Sunday uh, Saturday night game rather than uh, having a, having a Sunday final. Generally, generally the way that they do go. Uh, this this is a massive one. Uh, the the first place Geelong Cats take on the Collingwood Magpies. This will be at the G. It's not. At GMHBA Stadium, obviously they want to get as many people in there as possible. Oh, yeah. Big game, uh, big game. They'll have ninety plus thousand in there. The Cats did get the bickies over the Collingwood Magpies way back in round three, but I don't think we can maybe take that. Well, maybe, I think maybe take that as a, with a grain of salt, considering that the Pies are on a twelve game heater now or eleven game heater. Yeah, it's, t- it's still a you know a great. Uh, contest like it was still close, like it was a still good a good football match. So uh, potentially, I, I I can't think of it off the top of my head whether uh, they can follow through with this. But you know, we've talked about grand final preview. Um, you know, this was the the match probably leading into that. That you know, seeing these two go together, um, they've been really really good. So um, uh, I I think you know yeah potentially that's the one we'll have to go the hard way, but they, potentially they could do that. Come, come back around. They're yeah. two of the better squads. Do you reckon this is the grand final preview? Could be. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a, a stretch. I think the the Melbourne Demons, the Sydney Swans, uh, probably yeah. will have something to say about that. Yeah. I don't know if any of these, you know, fifth, fifth through eight teams can maybe maybe Richmond probably bit they've been there, done that. That's probably the, the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's going to be question marks around you know Freo being able to win in Victoria. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I, th- I think that's a reasonable statement to make. That this may be a grand final preview, uh, and and the Pies, you know, uh, have had this incredible run where they've just been able to win footy games. Mm-hmm. And mm. in finals footy, what have you got? To, you, you just have to fucking win. It doesn't matter if it's by a point. It doesn't matter if it's by a hundred. And yeah. that's what the Pies have been able to do. They've just been able to win. Mm. Uh, so so did they, did they rule out Grundy for the year? Yeah, Grundy's done. done. Yeah, Grundy's done. So it w- he was expected to come back, sort of like last week, maybe two weeks ago. Um, so so he oh, yeah, they shut him down. Yeah, yeah, yep. um, And obviously haven't been, you know, haven't really really missed uh, yeah. that that much. Uh, Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox uh, doing a good job uh, rotating through the the middle there. Uh, for the Cats, they're the minor premiers. Mm-hmm. They're they're not expected to lose this game according to the bookies. If they lose this game and have to go the hard way, I think that plays a big, a, a massive toll on on their on their belief on their yeah, belief yeah. moving forward. Plus, you know, big time veteran squad as well. Um, Everyone's there, <laughs> their retirement yeah. village, yeah. they're yeah. old, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. But if you can play less minutes, you probably prefer that. Um, uh, definitely for the, that squad that they've got there. So. And I'm gonna I'm gonna back them in. I'm gonna go with the Geelong Cats to end this Pies losing streak. Is mm-hmm. it because I'm a crusty? Carlton fan, uh, uh, winning streak, <laughs> hand, hand in the start of their losing streak. Their two losses and getting fucking into Mad Monday. Uh, yeah, front of that, maybe another Freudian uh, slip there. Maybe just what I want to play out in my head. Yeah. Um, but I think Geelong do have that experience. I think they've been the best team all year. Mm-hmm. I think that they, they've they been there and done that. Um, in, in terms of, you know, 
playing finals footy. A lot of prelims, obviously, from this group. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so maybe that will be some be, the, be the big finals test. as well. So. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a fair few of this Collingwood group would group were in that 2018 grand final as well. But uh, I'll yeah. go with the Geelong Cats, and I think the bookies agree. Mugs, if you wouldn't mind the odds. Yep. Yeah. So Geelong are favourite a dollar forty two. Collingwood's out at two dollars eighty eight. Uh, we'd have a line of 16.5 and total game points of 163.5. Yeah, I think that's selling Collingwood a little bit short. I agree 100%. If you're like a little bit of a punty lala, uh, $2.88 for a team that's won, what, 11 in a row, uh, it's, it's pretty juicy. Mm. Juicy right there. And whilst it's a home game, inverted commas, for the Geelong Cats, it's at the G. Uh, Collingwood's been able to get the job done at the G. Uh, yeah, if, if you wanted to have a little little sniff at $2.88, I think that's that's a lot of value. Boys, what do we think? Odds I mean, aside, um, who do we think wins this game? Geelong. Yeah. You do look at um, Collingwood's run home, and Melbourne is really the only one there of any notice. Yeah. You think? Well, they lost to Sydney. They've got. Oh, I forgot about. I, yeah. I was keep saying they're on a, they're on a win streak. <laughs> I forgot that uh, that Sydney broke that. That. Yeah. Sorry. So they're, they're they're eleven from twelve. Outside of that, they've gone up against Essendon, Adelaide, mm-hmm. uh, the Crow. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, North Melbourne, Suns, mm-hmm. GWS. Beat Melbourne. So they they beat Melbourne twice mm-hmm. um, in that run, but it's probably not the strongest run. Yep. So completely valid point. Completely valid point. Yeah, we can't go past Geelong. So see if they can get to the big dance scr- again. Scream, Lesky cursed. Right? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> Screams. Froggy is also cursed. <laughs> Eight ten. The Frio Dockers. The flag metal chat uh, has to start here with an elimination final at Optus Stadium mm-hmm. against. The skin of their teeth, Western Bulldogs. Uh, the shit on the Carlton Parade, Western Bulldogs. Mm. The <laughs> reasonably priced Western Bulldogs here. Uh, the Dockers playing group, young. No one really thought that at the start of the year they would be finishing fifth. Uh, we've, mm. we've seen, um, obviously, Brayshaw come along uh, leaps and bounds. Mm. Michael Frederick's been been exciting up front. Uh, we always talk about Sean Darcy now as, as being ne- – needs to be a tier one ruckman, be, needs to be recognised as a tier one ruckman. Do they get the job done here at home? Bulldogs snuck in by the skin of their dick. I think Frio mm. get the job done here. Monks, the odds, please, and your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose, again, sort of going throughout the year, testament to the AFL, how close of a competition it was. Mm-hmm. Frio, where, where they were sitting probably a month or two ago, to where they're sitting now, and then Bulldogs, obviously, as you mentioned, scraping in. Mm-hmm. Um, great competition, but yeah. That being said, Dockers are favourites at dollar forty nine over at Optus Stadium, with the Dogs sitting at two dollars sixty three. Uh, we have a line of thirteen and a half, and total match points of one sixty and a half. I think the, the the Dockers there at home should get the job done, but mm. for whatever reason, I just feel like the Bulldogs of all those games, that's the one where they could. Shock them! They've they've got a very talented roster. They've played probably unders the whole year, and if they flip that switch, mm. get they get it in a gear, they <laughs> they can definitely beat a lot of those squads. So that's that's the the word there. Um, they have played under their potential mm-hmm. all year. Mm-hmm. Marcus Bontempelli, great player, great player, hasn't quite been Marcus Bontempelli yeah. this year. You know, Jack McRae, Josh Dunkley, t- t- Tim English has been has been really mm-hmm. improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm. moving forward, Aaron Norton's been really improved. But, but that, that midfield as well. That like. midfield is stacked. Yeah. And they go up against a young midfield in, in Darcy, Sarong um, and Brayshaw. Uh, 
there's no reason why they can't go out there. They've got the finals experience. Mm-hmm. Half yeah. of these guys have won a flag. Yep. And that uh, was only you know, a couple of years ago. <laughs> and 80% of them, 90% of them have been to a big dance. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. year that they won the flag, 2016, they did it from seventh. Mm-hmm. There's... The, this this could be a bit of a trap game, a bit of a trap game out, out of all of them, especially if, if you know for, yeah. for the punters at a dollar forty nine, Freo maybe a little bit too short. I'm going to back in the young team. I'm going to back in the the form um, and and the improvement um, and and the cohesion that that, that playing groups shown. And sixty thousand people at Optus Stadium, fifty eight thousand of them wearing um, deep purple. I think that's going to be the the um, differentiating factor. Yeah. Well, I'm going to shout out Macker and back the doggies in. Oh, hot dogs! Hot dogs! <laughs> we need upset. it. We need. We we can't just all agree with each yeah. other. You know, it's, it's not just a big fucking that's double it. Dutch rudder. <laughs> we need a little, a little bit of, uh, a little, little bit of disagreements. I like it. Yeah. I, I, like I said, trap game, trap mm-hmm. game. I'll, I'll go Freo, but I, I like what you've, what you've gone there. Have the finals experience. Have these superstar players, especially through that midfield. Uh, no reason why the dogs can't come out on top. Mm. All good rosters, all good squads going into the finals there. So yeah, good, good final series incoming. And Definitely. just just quick one. Don't have to give it too much thought. Obviously, it is off the top of the dome here. But the the whole thing. Who have we got? I think I said it, Geelong Pies, um, probably with a Geelong win maybe. Yep. Um, we'll have to see. Maybe the Pies go in the hard way. They learn a bit and come in and win that. But, uh, you know, I think Geelong, you can't go past them at the moment. I'm going to agree I'll, Otherwise, D's, D's a repeat. Yep. Yep, I'll, I'll go Geelong. Best team all year. Um, theirs to lose. Yep, put the curse on them with Geelong. Triple. It's pretty close there for, for close. the outrights from our unofficial sponsors at Sportsbet. Still waiting for the phone to ring back. Thank you. That's it. Uh, um, what do we got there, Max? Yeah, so unofficial sponsors have pretty much said F you, Sean. Um, <laughs> Collingwood's $10 there to. Um, That's true. That is juicy, man. Juicy. Yeah. That is juicy. Um, but yeah, starting at the top, Geelong $3. Uh, the D's are three twenty five. with this one sitting at $6. Into yeah. Collingwood 10 What do you get for Richmond? 12s? 12s. Yep. Into 18 for Freo. 26 Brisbane, 31 Bulldogs. Interesting how Richmond mm. um, ahead of, of Brisbane there, despite the, the home ground advantage uh, for for the Lions this week. Massive week coming up. Finals footy. Yeah. Two teams will pack it in for the year and plan their off-season um, and we'll, we'll get a bit more of a picture um, as to... Uh, you know, leading into that game, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have two uh, pre- preliminary finals um, to talk about next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just quick, re- uh, two blokes that retired uh, in the in the last two weeks since our last pod uh, of of note: uh, Robbie Gray um, of of Port Adelaide fame, thirty four years of age, two hundred seventy one games, three hundred sixty four goals, three times John Cahill medalist. That's for uh, Port Adelaide's best and fairest, and four times All Australian. He finished in a showdown. Port win big. He kicked two. Um, obviously, a disappointing season from from Port Adelaide. Most people had them in their top eights uh, come the start of the year. Start zero and five makes it pretty fucking hard. Uh, but he is a Port Adelaide legend um, and and a highly decorated career. Obviously, didn't uh, get get the 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 thing that probably everyone wants on on their um, accolades list in in being a premiership winner. Um, but but obviously did all his best and and will go down as uh, as a uh, a Port Adelaide legend uh, moving forward. The other big retirement, Shane Edwards. Uh, he he's got three of those premiership um, uh, rings uh, in in his 
uh, trophy room, uh, 33 years of age, 302 games, 189 goals. Uh, this is a retirement pending, obviously. He, he will be trying, uh, I believe, to, to line up uh, for the Tigers on Thursday night. Uh, he uh, was a Jack Titus medalist uh, for uh, Richmond's Best and Ferris and a 2016 All-Australian. There a lot of retirements this year. Hasn't there? I, th- I saw. I wish I. I wish I screenshotted it. I saw the retirement twenty-two from mm. this year, mm. and it was it was fire. Yeah, like you got these two in there. You've yeah. got both Josh Kennedys. Um, mm. uh, you got big boy Ben McAvoy in the ruck. Like like there was a, a, a lot of guys that are that are calling it um, a year uh, that that will will be sorely missed. And um, yeah, a lot a, a wealth of AFL experience. Uh, going this year, yeah, we've got the oh yeah, so that that's club that's by club list, yeah. retirements. Uh, Jordan Roughhead would probably would be in that team. Tipping uh, McDonald, Tipping Woody, yeah. Michael Hurley um, took a couple of weeks ago. Um, we didn't cover it, so may as well speak about him. He he retired. He kicked a goal. Uh, you know, everyone got the fuck around him. Even a few of the Richmond play, players said, well, "Well done, uh, Mick Hurley." Uh, there, uh, Tom Lynch of, of uh, from North Melbourne, uh, obviously played out most of his career as an Adelaide Crow. Uh, mm-hmm. Kicked eight goals in a game once. Uh, he's calling it a day. Uh, and and Richmond probably a bit of a changing of the guard uh, there. Shane Edwards we just spoke about. Josh Caddy and Kane Lambert we've spoken about in other episodes. Uh, it's, it'd be a pretty handy handy side. St Kilda actually. Massive, massive. Jaron Geary, Dan Hannanbury, and Paddy Ryder. Did you guys see Footy on Nine? I think did a Paddy Ryder uh, retirement post, uh, and the picture was of a player that was not Paddy Ryder. Was Bobby Hill, and uh, I think they did it at the All Australians, which is a good little segue into mm-hmm. it uh, with, with yeah. Connor Rosie making the, the, the side, and they uh, this is GWS picture. Yeah, they, it wasn't Connor Rosie. Oh, it wasn't even him. Okay. <laughs> a few Kelly Underwood uh, memes getting around. Uh, yeah. the, it's the guy from the Orange team, etc., etc. Max, could you please get on our screen the 2022? All-Australian team. Uh, mostly went to script. Mostly went to script. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a few snubbings in a second. Tom Stewart, Geelong Cats, despite being um, out for four weeks, uh, out suspended for four weeks, uh, makes this list uh, that may have been a little bit of a point of contention. Uh, Stephen May, uh, Jack Sinclair, Sam Taylor, I think most people had them in, in this uh, in this team. Braden Maynard comes through and Adam Saad, woof, comes through. Uh, that's your back six. Uh, Took Miller, uh, Clayton Oliver, Callum Mills, Max Gorn, Patrick Cripps, vice-captain Lockie Neal. And then the forward line of Christian Petrarca, Jeremy Cameron, Shay Bolton, Charlie Curnow, Tom Hawkins, Tyson Stengel. So three Geelong Cats in the forward line there. Interchange of Mark Blitzavs, Andrew Brayshaw, Isaac Heaney and Connor Rosie of the Orange Team fame slash not actually from the Orange Team. <laughs> uh, okay, points of contention, snubs. James Sicily, uh, I saw, saw a stat uh, this week, uh, was, was pretty much the leader in every single defensive stat there is. Yep. Mm. Misses out... Uh, the whole thing around Tom Stewart would would uh, should should they have taken into account that he missed four games? It was through suspension. It's it's not like a Brownlow medal, you know. If you you can't win the Brownlow medal for being best and fairest, if if you get suspended, you can be an All Australian. There was some contention around that. There also was maybe Braden Maynard 
uh, makes this list over James Sicily. Uh, do they take into account team success? You know, Sicily, good mm. backman. Hawthorne didn't do a lot mm. this year. Yeah. Same argument could be made for Rory Laird. You know, Adelaide Crows. Uh, what, what was he there? Uh, top top fantasy point leader. <laughs> if if, you, if you, that's anything to go by, uh, 120 fantasy points a game for Rory Led. Eight yeah. more than Andrew Brayshaw. Uh, pr- pretty crazy yeah. for, for Led for Led to miss out. Maybe, maybe a, a, a bit of a snubbing there. If you wouldn't mind just scrolling up, amongst uh, and looking at that Sorry. mid at that midfield though. Do they have where where, where does Led fit in? Yeah. Like I, I that, that I, midfield is. It's fire. Yeah. It's yeah. fire. So, yeah. Uh, maybe like, for Mills. Maybe yeah. for Mills. Yeah. As a Bombers fan, I could you could say the same argument for Parrish as well. Like, I know he's been injured a fair bit, but he's still had 31-odd disposals for his season. Yeah, did he play? So, in, yeah. How many he just, games did, did he miss? He didn't play enough, and he yeah. played for Essendon. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> that, that chat. Like. That's that fair chat. On the sash. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's It's... You know, is it overall individual stats for the season or, you know, how much does the talent play into it as well? Do they have, a you know, an unreal year, though? The statistics may be down a little bit. Um, yeah, I've, I think overall the list is pretty good. It's fire. It's, it's, it's still, oh, it's still yeah. an excellent list. It's, it, it, it is fire. There, there, there are a few little head scratches. Like, and then Connor Rosie, you don't know, want to shit on a bloke. He's a young kid. He's an excellent, excellent player. Was he realistically in the best 22 players in the league mm. this year for mine probably not mm. probably not and that's no you know not knocking not knocking a, a, a guy like Connor Rosie um, I just think there's there's a few of the guys that were aforementioned um, the other the other big snubbing I suppose was was Tom Lynch uh, you know Can you just the, go up a little bit please? Richmond full forward misses out um, and is it dynamics they, they pick three talls so who, who do you scrap the captain Tom Hawkins Perhaps, perhaps for, for Tom Lynch. Uh, how does the captaincy even work in these things? Uh, it's all kind of there's there's so much that gets left to the imagination with the All Australian team because they don't play anyone. You know, mm. it's an accolade. You yeah. get the blazer. You know, get your photo taken. Yeah, yada yada. yada. Yeah. Tom Hawkins doesn't captain his side. Max Gorn was the captain last year of the All Australian team. Mm. Isn't is named again this year, but isn't the captain. Yep. How does it work? Do they yeah. like to share the load? Right, you know? Frodo Baggins, share the load. Is that the way that it goes? <laughs> Joel, Joel Selwood captained the All-Australian team three times. Otherwise, it's kind of been you know, a revolving door for the captain. Is it kind of just mm. a, a nod to a player that's had a long career? and, and Yeah, exempl- veteran leadership. Exactly. Veteran leadership, exemplary yeah. service. To me, that's why they probably picked Hawkins this year, just to follow that rotation and yep. veteran veteran leadership in, the, in that group. But it, it, it is head-scratching. It is head-scratching. Yeah. In a few instances. In a few instances. Uh, we've got a list there. Uh, other maybe snubs. Charlie Cameron was very, very good. Uh, maybe the direct comparison is Tyson Stengel for, yeah. for, for Charlie Cameron or, or Shea Bolton. And and some some people are really, really high on, on Shea Bolton. Um, he got uh, a great year. Yeah. Kind of yeah. filling the shoes of Dusty. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with 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 Stengel and uh, and Shea Bolton uh, being you you crummers in that yeah. in that team and Sammy Walsh uh, you know probably probably misses out like Laird uh, to to the likes of, of Callum Mills who I was had to, a stellar season. I was trying to look at that list. Did any of the final teams not have someone in the All Australian? Because I think that's a great question. I okay, think Geelong. One pie? We, we've got Collingwood. We've got Melbourne. We've got. Um, Sydney, we've got, got in, in in Mills. You got one yeah. for Mills. Oh, oh no, Heaney, Heaney, oh, Heaney, Heaney yeah. two. One for the Lions. 
One for the Lions. Freo have Brayshaw. One for the Brayshaw on the bench. Richmond have Bolton. Bolton. And Any the Bulldogs. 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 There you go. That's one. Yeah. So, it's a, so no Bulldogs uh, in that team. Uh, Botten Pelly missing Pelly. out. Yeah. Uh, he was in the All-Australians last year. I we think talked about they played under three times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that's, that's probably a good reflection. Yeah, not. reasonable reflection. Mm. But yeah, it's interesting that a couple of those, only with one, like Pies, I think. Mm. Three Carlton players in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well. Uh, anyways, congratulations to the blokes that... Got to uh, you know don don that all Australian blazer uh, you know looking mm. looking very flash uh, Tom Hawkins uh, the captain I think Max Gorn uh, getting his sixth all Australian nod and a little bit of a changing of the guard as well you know we've, we've, we've spoken about lots of retirements we've spoken mm. about changing at the guards old to young lists. Uh, at a lot of clubs, and this uh, all Australian team uh, features twelve debutants, twelve guys in there for the first time. Uh, so they're, they're, it's a little, little bit of a theme, I suppose, uh, amongst the league at present. Marks, if you in mind, speaking of the young blokes coming through, the twenty-two under twenty-two uh, list got named as well. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, we had a squad of 40 that, that got named a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they named their 22 under 22. Uh, we, we'll just quickly cover this. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the back line, Hayden Young, Fremantle, Sam DeConing, Geelong. Uh, we, we, we gave him a few raps uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, shut down some of the best uh, f- uh, full forwards in the AFL this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he's had more than two goals kicked on him in a game this year for, for a bloke that's 20 years old. That's, that's pretty bloody impressive. Nick Blakey, Sydney Swans. Nick Dacos uh, is going to be an absolute star. Will shit in the Rising Star uh, Award for this year. Uh, pretty rare for a 19-year-old kid to be getting 30 consistently from, from half-back. Tom, Mac- Tom McCartan. Do you think he, Swans of this list, do you think he was maybe uh, should have been considered in the All-Australian a little bit as well? No, I don't think he's an All-Australian. No. Uh, not yet. Not yet. He will be. Yeah, yeah he, he will be. be. He will be. There is a, yeah. an all Australian in. Oh, there's a, actually there's a couple in. There's here. a couple in. Yeah. In, in here. Uh, no, I don't. I was think just looking at this for those that missed out. I don't um, think he got snubbed. Uh, so so as a, as a ball running halfback, yeah, guys in the all Australian team were were Saad um, on yeah. on one and Sinclair yeah, on the yeah. other. No, Still. I don't think Dacos had better seasons than those two blokes. Although he had a stellar yeah. stellar year. Uh, and then and then Jordan Clark Frio. So we talk, we talk about Frio and, and that that young list. Uh, you, you will see that come through in in this twenty two under twenty two. Noah Anderson, Gold Coast Suns. Andrew Brayshaw, Fremantle captain, uh, may go close to winning the Brownlow. I don't think he gets it, but he may go close this year. Uh, and Adam Chera, former uh, Frio player, uh, impressed in his first year back in Melbourne for Carlton. Half forward, Connor Rosie. Uh, you know, we spoke about him making that a uh, that all Australian team. Aaron Norton, hard to believe that that, that he's still under twenty two. And Jack Ginnivan, the the most polarizing man possibly in the league this year, with his bleached blonde hair. And uh, you know, <laughs> some people say he's a diver. Some people say people are hitting him high. He he makes this team and deservedly so. Cosy Pickett, uh, you know, of breaking Carlton fans' hearts and also excellent. Uh, Goal sneak. Max King, St Kilda, Isaac Rankin, Gold Coast Suns. Followers, Luke Jackson, Sam Walsh, vice-captain, Bailey Smith. Hard also to uh, believe that, that Bazlenka and Walshy uh, are still under 22. 22. Yeah. And then the bench is Chad Warner, Caleb Sarong, Isaac Quainer and Keaton Coleman. Uh, boys, the AFL is looking exciting moving forward. That's, you know, a few All-Australians already on that list. Yeah, Jimmy, can you have a look at the Brownlow odds? 
Um, who won the Coleman? Uh, Charlie Kuno. Charlie Kuno just uh, held off Tom Lynch. He got uh, re- uh, awarded, I should say, the uh, the Coleman Medal. Uh, that's a, f- a few years in a row that a Carlton man, uh, you know, with with Big Harry Mackay getting it last yeah. year, getting the Coleman and not playing finals footy. It's uh, a little bit disappointing. Yeah. As, as as Carlton fans. Can you scroll that Odds? list? I can see Lockie Neal at three. Scroll down. Is there any others? No, Lockie, uh, Clay- Lockie Neal's... Three bucks for keep, Brownlow. Keep going, Clayton going, Oliver, fours. Brayshaw's uh, yeah. at six. Cripps at six. Took Miller, eights. Petrarca at eights. And then it blows out pretty drastically. Going to Sammy Walsh at 34s. Uh, and Callum Mills at 51 on that list. So, uh, what's that? Is that a five-man race, we're thinking, between... Oliver, Neil, Neil. Cripps, Brayshaw, Miller, Petrarca, six man, six man six. race. Yeah. Yep. Before before it really blows out to mm. to some Smokies. Yeah, definitely. Mm, interesting. We'll have to watch that. That's upcoming. Upcoming. Uh, that'll be in a few Mondays' time as well. A bit of good news um, for for uh, fan of the women's game. So they had. Uh, the it's actually two seasons this year, so they mm-hmm. they had the AFLW uh, season uh, finish up at the start of the year, and they want it to be more in this time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very very hot at the start of the year. It's it's quite taxing on the girls, and they're going to have a longer season uh, because all eighteen clubs now have a women's team. So there was fourteen in the, in the women's comp last year. There's eighteen now. Good to see um, each club with a women's team and trying to continue the growth of the game uh, amongst the girls. Alrighty. EPL. Round ball. So, United uh, beat Liverpool last week 2-1. You guys see the pre-game shit. It was pretty close to like right place out there. Uh, United fans (laughs) not very happy with the Glazer owners, etc., etc. Piers Morgan of... Brett Lee's shit, I'd be able to face him fame, uh, <laughs> said that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo getting benched for Anthony Langer um, is is a crime and it just shows where United is at, yada, yada, yada. They go out and beat Liverpool. Uh, goals to Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people think, oh, Jesus, you know, should Liverpool, should we be worried about Liverpool? They put nine. Nine Brentford <laughs> <laughs> overnight. Pretty, pretty handy. Bournemouth, uh, yeah, he can't read it. Sorry, right. uh, Bourne, Bournemouth, yep. Bournemouth. Did I say Brentford? Yes, yep. <laughs> my mistake. My mistake. Brentford had a one-all draw yep. with Everton. Yep. Uh, poor Bournemouth. I think they've conceded sixteen in the last three weeks. They did play City, Arsenal, Liverpool. So yeah, I assume they're at the bottom as you will. No, they won week one. Oh. They won week one, so they're not on the bottom. But their points, uh, their goal difference rather is not looking the best. Uh, Palace. Uh, they they scored the first two at the Etihad. Uh, would have been pretty happy with themselves at halftime. Uh, the, the big Viking, the big signing from Borussia Dortmund, Erling Haaland, he uh, had a second tr- half hattie for Man City, putting four uh, in. Uh, the City put four in in the second half. They win that. And Arsenal, uh, a little bit lucky, perhaps, to get past Fulham. 2-1, they did have the bulk of the possession, but uh, kind of relied on a deflection and a kind of scrappy 86th-minute goal uh, to get past Fulham there. Mind you, they're top of the table. They're four from four, um, and that table uh, is still pending a few overnight games. We've got Villa to play West Ham, Wolves, Newcastle, not Forest, uh, play Tottenham moving forward. Uh, boys, any kind of interest in the in the EPL? Uh, any questions, queries? Oh, it's good to see Leeds have moved up a little bit with all their money. Um, Apparently, Leeds are and Newcastle as well. So. 
leads are massively popular in the US. So yeah, big big big, big leads uh, following over there in the US. They're starting to get uh, uh, some TV deals and and that around Leeds United. Obviously, early days. Uh, you know, 30, 34 games ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. But well, um, it's good to see Nottingham Forest there uh, at 12. <laughs> uh, and I, then I looked at who was in dead last at the moment, the Hammers. Uh, After their good year last year. Yeah, well, they've had yeah. a, a couple of good years. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Trying to fight in to get into a Champions League spot uh, in the fourth place and finishing, mm. I think, fifth and sixth the last two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, now being dead last currently. But they do play um, coming up. Champions League draw got announced actually this week, now that you mention it. Classic jokes. Uh, where's Arsenal? Uh, where's Man United? Uh, <laughs> suck me off. <laughs> um, I might just go through them quickly. S- starting mid September. Mid September. Mm, cookies. You had the list in there. Fuck you, cookies. The only cookies I want from my computer is cookies and cream. Mike, I'm not doing your job here. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you said we were bringing them up. All right, Group A. Ajax. Of Laurie Daly calls them Ajax spray and wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool, Napoli, Rangers. That's a tough group. That, that is, is a, a tough, group. Top, group a. tough group. Group A. Porto, Atletico, Leverkusen, Bruges. Hmm, Atletico probably strongest there. Group of Death, yeah. Bayern, Barcelona, Inter, mm. and uh, good luck, Victoria. Yes. yes. <laughs> From Czech Republic there, I believe. Uh, group D. Tottenham fans be happy with this. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt, Sporting uh, from Portugal and Marseille. So no real... Killers in that group, although no real numpties. Uh, group mm. E: Milan, Chelsea, Salzburg, and Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, group F: Real Madrid, Red Bull, Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Celtic. I don't know what they're going to do with Shaka and Ukraine and playing games there at present. Um, I saw uh, a little uh, clickbaity thing this week about um, a club that had to, or two teams that had to head to the locker rooms at about the 85th minute this week in the Ukraine because the stadium was getting bombed. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, pretty crazy scenes over there. I imagine Shaka and Champions League, they won't play those games yeah, in the Ukraine. Probably I think. played a little further west. Yeah, indeed. Group G, Man City, Sevilla, uh, Borussia Dortmund and Copenhagen and Group H, uh, also a, a bit of a group of death with PSG, Juventus mm. and Benfica and good luck to uh, Haifa, the Israeli club there. Uh, looking forward to Champions League kicking off in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. NBA, NBA. Let's talk some NBA. It's still off season, uh, but KD is going to stay put with the Nets. What did you read about this? Yeah, I think uh, that's official. After asking for the GM to be sacked, after asking for the coach to be sacked, asking to be traded, he's you know I think they've told him, oh, you still have a four year deal with like two hundred million dollars on it, and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll show. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, it looks like he's going to play with the Nets. Looks like um, Curry also, you know, we knew he was staying. So it looks like they'll have those two. And then Ben Simmons hopefully will be back and that'll be their big three uh, next season. So <laughs> That's a scary big three a as a Nets fan in terms of ceiling and floor. Yep. <laughs> because if Ben Simmons decides he doesn't want to play and Kyrie thinks the earth's flat and he falls off the end of it and, you know, then KD doesn't want to be, be traded and wants to be traded and what message does that send to your teammates? I think Paddy Mills is, is probably the, the most stable-headed <laughs> person on, the, on this Nets roster. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a bit of a shit show and we've seen before, you know, we've seen it with the Lakers and, and you know, bringing across all their superstar players, sometimes team cohesion and, and mm-hmm. locker room. Um 
you know, dynamics is, is more important than than superstar name basis. Uh, yeah. So so it's going to be interesting mm. how the they need good how the Nets go. Yeah, they need to get that chemistry going. Uh, and and look, as those guys as a big big three, it's a, a pretty volatile big three. You'd think. Mm. LeBron re-signs for the Lakers, two years, ninety-seven million. Not quite max deal, so I think it's still good money. For it's him. like five mil off. Like yeah. you know, throw throw someone a little yeah. bone, kind of yeah. like not quite Tom Brady, uh, you know, uh, uh, graciousness there from LeBron, but you know, maybe maybe someone uh, gets a little bit uh, uh, extra on their contract. Um, thanks to thanks to LeBron not taking the fully. Yeah. Um, well, I don't, I don't know because whether that helps with. They then that trade there for Pat Bev, so Pat Beverly also joining the Lakers and uh, famously had a <laughs> has a feud there with Russell. I think Westbrook. Pat Beverly has a feud with half well, the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't know what their thinking is uh, with that. To get again, in. chemistry. Like if you're going to go after someone, and especially because both him and uh, Westbrook have gone at it in the media back and forth mm, about mm-hmm. uh, you know each one's a bum and they um, you know they're they're. Uh, you know, salesmen, they're not actually that good. Um, so to be oh, – that, that, yeah, that Lakers locker room could be anything this year, like especially when they start – down and they're losing. Do they, do they start throwing, you know, the chairs at each other kind of thing? Like it'll be interesting. That'll be right. It's, if we expect the uh, leader of the free world, uh, you know, to, to go through primaries over there and they'll, like, monkey shit, you know, yeah. shit on each other and throw shit on each other and <laughs> Biden's a bum and Kamala this and bloody – oh. And then and then they get through and you're the president and you're the VP. Oh yeah, we well, have full support yeah. of each other. Yeah, yeah, yada yada yada. Anyways, we don't talk politics on this show. We talk about sport. Um, so, so Leah, Lakers could be anything next year, um, but they will mm. be must watch TV. I think's the main thing. Indeed, indeed. Uh, that trade was for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. They will go to Utah. These James Harden pictures made a little bit of, uh, you know, Twitter noise. I suppose he just looks trim. He looks like he's working well, he looks hard. Skinny. I mean, he's yeah. not fat Harden. No. Harden <laughs> coming into the start of the season. So yeah, difference of past uh, pre seasons. Yeah, yeah. Seems like he's locked in. He took you know a reduced deal to stay there um, with the Seventy Sixers. Let's see what that looks like. Fear the beard, baby. Mm-hmm. Fear the beard. Some sad news for Chet Holmgren. Um, he has done a Liz Frank yeah. in in his right foot. The number Big two thing. number two pick from the last draft for the OKC. He's going to miss his whole or what would have been his rookie year. Um, that they've pretty much put a line through him. There were question marks around his, um, so, you know, around his strength. Rather, um, you know, he's quite a wiry seven footer. Um, would he be able to handle? Um, you know, to get on that Giannis diet and that's put, right. put on the side. <laughs> so. That's right. Well, the upper body will be looking fine, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, in in the weight room this year, Chet obviously highly touted. Some people had him going number one. Uh, he was a second round, uh, sorry, the second overall Roll. pick. Yeah. Um, there for the Thunder. Uh, so he's going to miss the whole year. Uh, it's going to be interesting for to see how the Thunder play this. Yeah. Hopefully, rehab him. It's a bit disappointing for our lad. Um, yeah, Josh for Josh Giddy, I probably probably was looking forward to to playing a bit with Chet, um, but 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 hopefully this, um, you know, is just a minor setback in a, in a long career in the NBA. Mm. And Gary Harris of the Magic, uh, one of their better players, uh, he's done his uh, meniscus. Uh, now this is, will depend on the severity. You can have low grade meniscus tears, uh, which they rehab without surgery. 
Uh, but this one looking more like the surgical route. Mm. Still about two, just under two months till opening night. Yep. He'd only miss the, the start of, of the season. Uh, but that does probably put a dampener in uh, the the Magic's uh, campaign um, to, to start the year. Any, any news there? Is he having surgery? Gary Harris? Uh, it's hard. It's always hard to tell with the NBA because, especially obviously. <laughs> oh, dude, that yeah. they never—they'll just say status injured. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. can we get a joint? Can we get a body part? Yeah. Can we get it? Nope. Just yeah, they do what we do. Lower, yeah. lower leg. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, yeah. lower limb, lower <laughs> limb. Injured body Below part. The torso. Body part. <laughs> no, still un- undergoing further evaluation. Okay. Yep. All right, boys. We've been waiting. Nearly two hours in. Let's let's talk some NFL. We're so close to the start of the NFL season. Let's smash through a bit of the, the bad news through the week. Mate, uh, I think Peter Volandis and the NRL and anyone <laughs> anyone that thinks, uh, you know, we have some scandals in the NRL or whatever, probably needs to have a look at this week in the NFL and just yeah. go, okay, well, it's pretty hard <laughs> when you've got, what, 3,500 pa- players. A few of them are going to fuck up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first story is an ex-player, Akeem Tlaib. Yeah, the Tlaib brothers uh, mm, getting into yeah. a bit of trouble. Yeah, a bit of trouble. This is a, a murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Tlaib. Not, not on a football field. Uh, yes. Well, uh, kind of on a football well, field. Well, yes. It, not, was. it wasn't a big tackle. No, no. no. Uh, no. So they started a brawl, um, so essentially I think words yeah, going in a youth football match, um, and then Tlaib's uh, brother led, ended up shooting the – um, head coach, I believe, of the football team, um, and he did pass away and uh, lose his life, unfortunately. And this was in front of so many people. Yeah, well, kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was yeah. The, he was the coach of of the youth football team. Yeah, the Tully brothers, uh, well known, having their own running ins with uh, you know uh, discharging of weapons, unfortunately, discharging weapons. Yeah, during Sna- the snatching during, of chains. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Talib had been doing commentary and will have to definitely Ste- take a ba- up, yeah. big back seat, yeah. I'd say, for a while. And his he was slated to do Thursday night football all year, wasn't he? Yep. So, so that's a that's a big contract yes. that he's going to have to step back so, from. So so dumb um, in, in that regards to you know kind of push it to get this place. But then also uh, his brother <laughs> resorting to what he did um, yeah. is very very silly. He'll be facing a long time in jail, and so he should. You, you can't justify. Pulling a gun out in it over a, a few, sports game uh, over a, youth, a few words of a youth sports game as well in front of kids over mm. a few words. This is a, a shocking story. It's very America, um, and I hate to say that, but it's just you, this kind of shit doesn't really surprise you that much anymore, does it? Um, you know, just think of the of the coach's family and 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 everyone close to him, and um, yeah, it's it's tragic. It's dumb. It's it's really stupid and 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 uh, Yakub Taleb should um should face some some hefty time in jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald, uh, likely to go number one overall in the NFL top one hundred list, which we'll get into in a second. But he channeled his inner Miles Garrett uh, <laughs> with, with a fight uh, in the in the joint practice with Cincinnati. Was it this mm-hmm. week? Correct. Yeah, St- stole a helmet and then decided to beat the Bengals player with it. So got a few shots off. Um, but uh, there had been talk about suspension for him. But since it's not within a game, it's a joint practice, it's between the clubs. So it's solely on, say, the Rams to, to suspend him at all, oh. which they're not oh, going to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll suspend out the best yeah. player in the league. You can see the, the, the uh, helmet getting thrown there. Yeah. That's Aaron Donald with with 
with the other bloke's helmet. Jeez. Yeah, and trying to smack him with it. So and that's not a good look. Uh, yeah, well, there's been plenty, and you know, people do. They go back through his history, and there's plenty of him grabbing face masks mm-hmm. and uh, throats and things like mm-hmm. that. That's um, you know, a l- little bit of in Donald's game, unfortunately. But some good photos. So there's a photo of him holding two Bengals helmets, um, and they've edited the Jon Snow one on it. So that's the picture, and he's got mm. two helmets. He's got one in each hand, <laughs> uh, and you know. John Snow facing up against the 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 tide coming in to get him. Um, Is this Game of Thrones chat? Yeah, Game of Thrones chat. Haven't seen, haven't seen. I was no. a bit confused where you got yeah, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter memes, the memes, they're, they're good. Uh, but yeah, it's it'll end up being nothing. Um, yeah, but it's just it was just it was a terrible vision of uh, potentially the best player in the NFL decide resorting to um, hitting a guy with a helmet with someone else's um, helmet. Yeah. Adam Schefter, they asked him what this was and he said assault. So, uh, you know, potentially that's where From you could go. Yeah. Schefter. If you if you really want to, you could potentially go that way. But I, I, I did, like I said, I doubt anything This is assault. <laughs> this is Hasbulla putting one on Shaq's chin. <laughs> Boom. Boyaka. Uh, interesting there that, that it's all going to be handled internally. Um, that's very sweeping under of yeah, rugs. Big time under the rug. You'd imagine there. Yeah. The... Um, the Rams do play the the Cincinnati Bengals in uh, Friday week in mm-hmm. the opening game yep, on yep. Thursday night football. Yeah, and why they thought joining a joint practice was a good idea is probably the big question that should have been asked here. See, there's obviously not going to be any love lost in a few weeks' mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably adds into the theatre, maybe. Oh, of, definitely. Of um, of the the lead up into the season. Now, another shit story, but we'll cover it quickly. Matt Eraser, uh, aka the punt god, the rookie, a Buffalo Bills punter, mm-hmm. won uh, the job from from last year. Uh, you know, kind of burst onto the scene. Um, is going is getting charged? Yep. With rape? Is uh, that civil civil lawsuit. Civil uh, lawsuit. So not f- Felony, where I felony is, is the bad ones. Misdemeanor is yeah. the not bad ones. This is the bad one. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a, a case brought to by police. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a civil civil suit. So it's brought by the the lady in question. Um, so yeah, the details of the story you can look them up. Um, so him and a couple of mates, uh, um, he uh, you know had sexual relations with uh, this uh, poor lady and. Um, uh, she was underage, I, th- I think is what goes out. So she was 17 at the time. Um, he comes out and says, I believe has said that it you know, was consensual from his part of it, mm-hmm. uh, but she was still underage, I believe, in the state. So he's so, in trouble. So best case scenario would be statutory? I don't know. Anyways, we're not obviously... Well, we'll see. We'll see. It depends on what... Uh, he's a punter, though, um, what NFL lawyer he gets. Um, they've they've been very good uh, in a lot of these uh, circumstances. Mm, yeah, they throw um, a lot of money into it. Yeah, so who knows what that'll be? But Bills did the right thing. They cut him for now, and um, which forced Matt Barkley to be their punter. Um, oh, that, yeah, they couldn't <laughs> so get the quarterback. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, I think, he had a net average of like thirty. That's right. That's so right. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Man, probably never kicked a football in his life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. We'll have to see what Buffalo do um, if they go forward. So they've shut him down, got rid of him for now, and uh, we'll have to wait for the trial to see out its course before they make a decision. Pertaining to an incident uh, when he was at San Diego State, uh, which, yeah, it seems to have involved a um, a 17-year-old girl uh, at a Halloween party and, and possibly some other uh, people implicated in it. Um, yep. So... 
they've yeah, I think you've done the right thing. The bills have just gone. Sorry, mate. Um, you know, see you later, and um, and we'll let the court of law um, just you know, make the yep. d- yeah, make the decision there. All right, that's that's probably all the the nasty. Moving on. The Nazis out of... Yeah. Out of, out of uh, we move into injuries. Yeah, well, that is true. Yeah, also also um, some nasty ones, but uh, at least these blokes get paid to rehab and the rest of it. But the fans of these teams uh, might not be so impressed. Preseason is renowned for big-name players going down. Touch wood, we haven't had a massive name this year go down with a season ender, although these ones uh, we, we've highlighted uh, because we probably need to speak about them. Sam Darnold. Was slated to get the um, the the starting role. No backup. Backup. Back so back up. Baker won ba- it. Oh, sorry, Baker no. won it last week. Um, so they they announced that, and uh, Sam was going to be their backup. But of course, yep. But of course, you know he's there fighting in that competition potentially mm-hmm. to try and um, get that job back. And mm-hmm. depending how they go, it could be a bit of back and forth. He probably would have played, uh, I would say, a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's going to miss the first four to six weeks after rolling his ankle. Um, so they will – did they have Walker there as their third? Yeah, yep. PJ Walker. Yeah. yeah he, so you'll so uh, get a roster spot, I'd say, and maybe the PUP for um, Sam to start the year. Tyron Smith, this is a, uh elite uh, tackle in, in the NFL. Hey, you might need at, to Google this for us for at, the, the medical advice. At the uh, Cowboys. Terms. Well, from what you've written in the, in the notes there, it seems like a, a hamstring tendon avulsion. Uh, yeah, so there was a – Kneecap injury, which something happened to the kneecap, and that's on the medical term, but it was part of that. It's, <laughs> called, it's, called, it's caused the hamstring to tear off um, from there. Um, so, yeah, all, sounds nasty by all accounts. I'm wondering, I've, I'm trying to put, put my head around this Dr. Sean uh, info here. <laughs> well, it, it was, sorry, it was originally released as torn hamstring, and uh-huh. then the, the follow-up news was, uh, no, there was a knee injury, and as part of that knee injury, the hamstring was torn off as well. Okay. But they're saying the surgery to repair it all is pretty straightforward and shouldn't uh, should mean he'll play this season probably not till December. Right. Um, but yeah, that it's you know, well, it's a bad one overall bad, for the Cowboys bad. to lose their you know one of their tackles. Um, and late, at a late one at that. Yeah, Marks, what have you got? Can can you decipher this? Um, Torn hamstring is is all I can see. Off the bone, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so avulsion. So so you know what Latrell um, mm-hmm. did? Mm-hmm. The, the the hamstring has has a, a few tendinous uh, insertions on on both the inside and the outside on the back of the knee. So you can tear them off the bone, and that that seems that well that doesn't seem to be that is the longest recovery that there is for hamstring injuries. Uh, the how the kneecap would be involved, I'm not yeah. really sure. Uh, avulsion fracture of the knee, but yeah, I think what you've you've covered it. So. Yeah, yeah. So so it it's doesn't implicate the knee cap yeah. unless it's two sort of separate things. Regardless, anyways, we're, we're getting a little bit medical here. It's um it's the starting uh, left tackle twelve for, weeks for the Cowboys, and that's uh yeah. With a couple of weeks in Lou, that's half of the season gone already for yeah. for Tyron Smith. Yeah, big out for the Cowboys because I think they're huge because their their O line's probably yeah, and they let Collins go weakness. to yeah. um, the Bengals as well. Lael, so Collins, they've so they've got the Zach rookie. They've got the rookie. I think will have to um, uh, stand in for them. Yep. Um, which is is it another Smith? Might be. Mm. I don't know if we need to look into that one. Anyway, yeah, Cowboys <laughs> O line is yeah. I've, I've got a I've got a segue into another Smith in Geno Smith 
will be starting for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the quarterback positional battle uh, has been settled uh, as per Pete Carroll. Drew Locke will be the backup. Uh, did you see much of their preseason game? Locke bad? Uh, I saw I some of the picks he threw and they were mm. bad picks. Okay. So, and he did throw three of them um, after having COVID the previous week so he couldn't play game two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've gone mm. with the veteran hero and Smith. Um, overall, I'm not liking the Seahawks' chances going forward. I don't think anyone they is get, They yeah. get Denver week one um, with the return of Wilson, so we'll mm. have to see what that all looks like. And that tough division, you, you imagine the Rams are as good as last year, like they've strengthened their, their mm. roster, get, getting ex-Seahawk. Bobby Wagner uh, mm. down there. Uh, Arizona, yeah, maybe not as strong as last year, mm. perhaps. But A lot of question marks, but they've still, but still talent. Be- better on paper. But on paper than the Seattle, Seahawks. and a lot of people have the 49ers kind of... It's a quarterback league, and yeah, they don't really have one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's going to be a long year for, for Seattle Seahawks fans. Yep. Hey, you know, down the end there, Monks. You, you having a little smirk, a little chuckle? A little yeah. Angela, Angela smirkle? Um, no, just going back to injuries, the oh, Baltimore Ravens mascot. The mascot, how's he going? The, 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 <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens mascot named Poe after Edgar Allan Poe. Good <laughs> Simpsons ep there. Never more, never more. Uh, <laughs> Do you break his shin or something? He got, he got taken out by some punk kid in, in their <laughs> halftime show. Uh, uh, and got uh, on the, on the, uh, on yeah. the little mobi- the injury mobile, yeah, yeah. Had, had to be carted, to get carted, carted off. off. Have to get had to get carted off. Um, How's yeah. it going? So I mean, broken beak. Uh, no, no reports. Um, he did come out back out uh, midway through the third quarter and was found high fiving fans. Whether or not it was the, the same, same mascot same or not, <laughs> <laughs> give us a suit. What happened to the last guy? He died. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, during a I guess a youth football game, football match against the mascots during halftime, we got absolutely floored by by a kid. We didn't get he didn't get level. The the kid came across and took out the bottom of his legs, oh, and his legs get rolled up. I think it, it looks like he uh, potentially dislocated his foot. Um, but Maybe. then uh, then of course the, the the foot of the raven was facing the other direction. I don't know if he's put in that foot <laughs> <laughs> was facing the wrong direction, but That's it, it That's looked it. bad. It did no, spawn yeah. a few funny Twitter responses, yeah. memes and the like it of did. you know, this is why you don't play starters in <laughs> preseason. We're gonna have to get the backup yeah. mascot in there. That's it, yeah. Yada um, yada. Raven spokesperson um did say after the game that there's no injury updates um until week one. There you go. So. <laughs> never more, never more. Might have to call up Big Bird to wear a Ravens jersey. That's it. Um, that being said, there was a mascot in a Bears outfit. I'm not sure if it was the Bears mascot, but apparently he absolutely leveled a kid um, as he was running into the end zone or something like that. So, yeah, well, yeah, I saw no, the, no love lost. There. I saw the Chiefs mascot uh, put on like four fens uh, to score a touchdown against the kids in his, <laughs> his match as well. So, <laughs> bit of mascot <laughs> chat. Yeah. A little bit. I remember yeah. as a kid, uh, I think we're. Got a day out at Wonderland. Remember down at uh, Sydney that they used to have the Wonderland, yeah. and there was uh, someone in a, like a big one of those fluffy suits. And I, I was about six, and I went and kicked him in as hard as I could in the shin, and then got got an uh, almighty retribution from the old man. Uh, you know, pull my head in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mascots are people too, boys. Mascot lives matter. Let's uh, let's pray that Poe, the the Ravens mascot, yeah. is all good. And Quick it was recovery. just it was just his suit that got dislocated, and not his actual <laughs> foot. Maybe, maybe skip leg day. Maybe skip leg day. He's a crow. Maybe, maybe. He's a crow. Yeah. All right. I think that'll do us for, for Crom mascot chat. Um, someone that 
is actually suffering or suffered a, a, a potentially season-ending injury was Trevor Penning, mm-hmm. um, who is going to start uh, O-line for the Saints. Yep. Uh, did you say much about this one, Sean? Yeah, f- Tez Ligaman and Foot. I think it's the main thing. At least Frank, most likely. Most likely, That's, that's yeah. what they say um, yeah. when they for say... For a big it. man as well, probably season done um, yep. while he has to rehab that, which is a bit of an out because I think he was going to start at least right tackle. He might have even snuck it in as their left tackle. Um, uh, but yeah, big out there for the Saints for the first rounder. Now let's just cover this. Let's give this twenty seconds. Uh, Denzel Mims of like fifth or sixth uh, <laughs> string Jets receiver. I, fame. I think he's technically third. Um, Get out the depth uh, chart. Get out the depth uh, chart. Because Crowder's at the Bills these days, and he's behind. Uh, we got Corey Wilson, Davis, Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Corey Davis for four. Braxton yeah. Berrios. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> if we made Braxton, but yeah. Where we got him? Where am I? AFC East. Top yeah. left. Well, anyway, yeah, there you yeah. go. Former second keep, rounder keep from two years ago. Wants a fresh start and, you know, maybe Green Bay needs an extra receiver. It must have been a slow news day when this snuck in. Elijah Moore, Corey yeah, Davis, does. Garrett Wilson. That's the top three, three on the list. Then, in line with Braxton Berrios, Jeff Smith. My name is Jeff. And <laughs> Denzel Mims. This is, so we're talking fifth slash, yeah. slash sixth depth. <laughs> If you want to come on a podcast down under Denzel Mims and discuss your future, <laughs> I'm more than more than happy to have you. Yeah. Anyway, second second round from two years ago. Something yeah. that is big. I I really mm. think uh, love watching it. Uh, if you're a casual NFL fan and mm. you want to kind of see who who the got the, the the guys are in this league, you know, as rated by their peers, uh, check out the top 100. Um, on uh, on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. is probably the best way to, to catch it. Um, you know, just uh, just t- type in uh, top 100 of 2022. You'll get a playlist you can work through. The, the top 100 players, uh, it's the 12th year that they've done this. Uh, they essentially ask the players, no one else, no no coaches, no mm-hmm. journos, no dickhead Australian podcasters have, have their say on this, just the players. Yep. Um, the top 80 has been released in order, so mm. 100 through 21. Yep. Mm. And then the top 20 will be released uh, Sunday night uh, uh, US time, so sometime tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll shoot off the top 20 that we have remaining and then we'll kind of chat um, the, the remainders and surprises from, from that <laughs> top 80. So in alphabetical order, the top 20 will be, and then obviously – not in the order that they're going to come out, if that makes sense. Mm. Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Derek the King Henry, Tyreek Hill, JC Jackson will be his first time as a top 20. Justin Jefferson will be his first time as a top 20. Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup will be his first time as a top 20. Darius, a.k.a. Shaquille Leonard. I think some people are reporting Darius Shaquille Leonard. Some people are reporting Shaquille Leonard. He wanted to kill Lennon. Formerly known as Darius Leonard, maybe having a name change. We're talking about the Colts middle linebacker. Yep. Patrick Mahomes, Micah Parsons. Uh, he's a rookie, so pretty impressive for mm. a rookie to be in the top 20. Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best corner in the league. Aaron Rodgers, defending MVP. Debo Samuel, TJ Watt, Trent Williams. That will be the top 20. Uh, tune in tonight slash tomorrow, depending on where you are, to see that unfold on the YouTubes. Boys, we've got... Uh, 100 through 21 named. Uh, were there any surprises? I don't think so. I think overall uh, it was a pretty good list. I'm just trying to think of who who missed out. I thought um, Mac Jones at 85 was uh, surprising uh, eight, no, over uh, Kirk Cousins. I think that's fair yeah. <laughs> for Kirk Cousins. I think he also gets probably New England um, 
stink on him a little bit. So that's, you know, helped him rise a little, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little further up the list. Had a great rookie year. Don't, yeah, was, don't get me wrong. Was the best rookie quarterback last year. Um, but, but I think if you look at his numbers, he's... Yeah, it was, yes, less. Yep, <laughs> um, yep. But uh, then... Um, but like I said, I think he gets a bit of New New England rub off on mm-hmm. him as well, so mm-hmm. that helped bump his numbers up. Um, Justin Tucker getting in as a kicker at um, ninety four. I think if you're going to do it, do it last year when he got the record. Um, so yeah, I think it makes sense that you know sneak him in there at the end mm-hmm. um, for what he's done for the Ravens, what he's done for consistently for the league, and to get the the record for the longest field goal, like. It's, I think it's fair to sneak him in the end there. Kickers are people too, bro. Kickers <laughs> are people too. Yeah. A bloke that I kept writing off last year and kept being the bane of, of my podcasting and fantasy mm-hmm. existence, Cordero Patterson, 73, comes through the gadget man, 10 years in the league and, and breaks the top 100 for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a cool customer. I, I like the way that he goes about his business. He, he speaks in, in the top 100 uh, and he's just happy to be in that list. And, and, you know, for a guy that probably knew that he had the talent the whole time, just waiting to showcase it outside of kick returning, uh, got, you know, uh, honoured by his peers uh, mm-hmm. uh, sliding in at the... 73 there. As mm-hmm. a Packers fan, Devondre Campbell, first time on the list, 49. Uh, so it's so a cracking the top 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they brought him across from the Atlanta Falcons. They had a bit of a revolving door at Mike Linebacker over the last few years. Blake Martinez uh, was there for a bit. Jake Ryan there for a bit. Brought in Devondre Campbell, and I don't think anyone really expected him to be as good as he was. Mm. Um, he's kind of got that outside linebacker size like 6'4 like 250 255 got yep. the long dreads um and and he just goes sideline to sideline makes tackles um got i think he got a couple sacks uh and and spearheaded that defense last year but yeah like you said pretty good list you know yeah the players choose it so if if you go off anyone's kind of uh insight into the game i think the other players their peers is yeah, probably the best yeah. i can't know. i can't you know see find a guy that's probably Unanimously hated across the league and missed out. So. No, you, you, there's no one there where you really scratch your head and go, "Oh, how is this guy that high?" Obviously, it's going to. There's s- no Antonio Brown, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Had he made the top hundred, probably would have been interesting. Uh, yeah, given uh, the the outspoken nature of of his career uh, in in recent memory, uh, a lot of guys in there for the first time. Uh, a lot of guys to keep an eye it's on. Young man's league moving forward. Uh, OBJ. Uh, I'm happy to see him in that in that list at 90. Uh, obviously, last year wasn't doing much as a Cleveland Brown gets traded to the Rams and just goes nuts, especially in um, in the postseason. Kyle Hughes, check you like yeah. having a fullback in there. Don't mind a bit of fullback. Bit of fullback. Uh, a bit of uh, impo- yeah, he does lots for the fullback. He does everything. He does. He's, he's pretty <laughs> much he's, he's pretty much a tight end that lines up at fullback at, mm-hmm. on occasion um, and real easy name to spell as well. Hughes, uh, oh, check. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Um, it's it's good viewing. If you haven't seen the top 100 before, it's kind of like three to four minutes uh, clips, uh, highlight clips, uh, interviews on each player, uh, and YouTube is the best place to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for, the tight ends at least. Uh, <laughs> Sean's NFL Fantasy Files, he has covered, well... We, we, we've discussed. These are the last positions. So. We've discussed quarterbacks. We've discussed running backs. We've discussed receivers, and we've done a rookie-only episode. So check those out, please, if uh, if that's what you're after. But today we're talking tight ends. Um, I need to go for a quick toilet break. But Sean, can you lead us off uh, with your top tier guys and mm-hmm. your thoughts? Who you want to draft? Who you don't? Or who you're cautious about drafting in your fantasy league this yep. year? Please. 
Yeah, well, staff of the tight ends, um, they, there's probably ooh, the top five are the targets. So you got Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, and Darren Waller fitting in that top five. Um, Mark Andrews I've got is probably my one, but Kelsey, uh, Kels will, uh, has the higher average draft position. Um, my concerns with Kels, at 33 years old, can he keep doing this? He's going to be asked to do a lot this year. Maybe yeah. does he get overworked? Well, but at 13, that's second round pick kind of uh, range, um, potentially sneaking into the end of your first. I just think that's a lot for a tight end. Um, though with Kelsey, you can expect him to play the entire season and um, get a you know over 100 receiving yeah. uh, receptions. As as, and yeah, knock on wood, as long as he doesn't get injured, he's going to get bulk production. Yeah. Yeah, um, in that team there. So, so, so definitely. So that's kind of what you alluded to. But yeah, also it's like, will they manage him a little bit more as he's now getting older? We'll have to see. I just not a huge fan of his average draft position because um, it is very high. Uh, Andrews is going in the twenty range, roughly around twenty two. Pitts is at thirty two. Kittle's at thirty eight ish. You know, going in those thirty ranges, and Waller then slides into um, say a fourth, fifth round as a forty four ish. Um, there. So for Kittle, um, actually, no, I'll skip that. I'll, I'll, we'll go Pitts next. Uh, Pitts has usually gone about uh, third off the board. Um, he should get all the targets he had last year. His biggest issue was no touchdowns. Uh, mm. So he had the one last year. I think his quarterback position is worse, but he has more talent around him, which may help. Hard no. to say. That Falcons team's big question mark. Score, he got a good uh, long reception in the preseason. Uh, game yesterday so yeah. he's definitely talented and is uh you know should be up here in this list mm. again yeah. do you worry about how high he's going maybe um but there is a significant i think there's been more in the tight ends for this year but there's also still a significant drop off here you want to target what are, i guess the strategy is you want to target one of these five and mm. if you can get them closer to the fifth round that's 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 where i like aim to get a tight end yeah, um, it's interesting. It's not like, I mean, last couple of years have been pretty um, unique in terms of that. You do, you would want Kelsey or Kittle in the first round. Like you did have people sort of picking them like randomly in the first round. Um, there yeah, seems to be a bit of a shift away from that um, this year. Um, yeah. More so just in terms of team movements than, than anything else, yeah. So speaking of Kittle, um, has played a fair bit in the preseason, which is good. Uh, my big risks with him, of course, is the quarterback situation with Lance and maybe his playing style is very physical and mm. he does mm. miss a fair amount of games because of that. Had a interrupted seasons uh, through injury the last couple of years. Going at 38, um, I just have too much risk with him. I'd, of the five, I'd prefer to target the other four first before I looked at Kittle. Um, Darren Waller then rounds out that five there, as I said, going at 44. Uh, coming off a few injuries, has been a bit banged up. Uh, didn't play at all, I don't think, in the preseason with a hamstring-related injury. Um, the question for him is volume. Does he steal some of Hunter's volume back? Then yeah. with Adams uh, added into there. Uh, where does that fit? It kind of makes it hard. So of, of the five, I target Andrews and Kelsey, um, if you can, in that, say, third round. Um, probably both will be gone by then. Uh, then maybe have a look at Pitt's. Uh, towards the end of that third, if you can wait and try and get one of these guys in the fourth or fifth, then 
that's probably better position so you can load up and running back and wide receiver talent. So one, I've got number six there, TJ Hawkinson, coming off uh, an injury. He missed the last five games, uh, had been playing well up to that point. Um, I think he's potentially probably the good value of this whole list. Mm. Uh, going at 65, so sixth or seventh round, um, <clears throat> he would have been top five if he hadn't got injured. Um, but I think if you miss out on these guys, you can probably wait a round or two and then add TJ. Um, he's... You know, besides St. Brown um, at the Lions team, they've got nothing really there. Williams is on PUP, so he, he'll miss the first eight weeks. Um, so I'd say healthy TJ is going to get a lot of the ball there from Goff. So um, I, I, I do like TJ as a sneaky good value uh, at this point. As um, points per game in a PPR league before – well, it's per game. Uh, he, he was sixth overall last mm. year, so obviously the injury uh, sort of – Restricted his numbers there. Missed TJ, the last five. TJ so yeah. Hawkinson, yeah. yeah. So then Zach Ertz uh, is in the next – well, actually, he comes down a little bit further, but he, depending on ranking, he bumps up and around. But average draft position at the moment is 96. Um, has, I guess, won that role in tight end space there. There is questions about receivers mm. at Arizona. There mm. is questions uh, um, uh, overall about the offense. Is probably what gives me the most risk – with Ertz and then kind of the return you get from Ertz in previous years. Um, he's just a player I generally try to avoid. Um, and I think there's options elsewhere. Um, Dante Schultz uh, is probably one of those things that I... Dalton. Dalton, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did I say just, Dante? It's not just adding a little bit of... He, he, or to it. Yeah. <laughs> he changed race. <laughs> yeah. uh, Schultz, anyway, for Dallas, going in the, say, 60th range. Um, when healthy, top-tier tight end... Played all of last year mm. after missing the previous year, a lot of it. Mm. Um, so he will get a lot of value. Yeah, I like uh, him. A lot of volume in this offense now with, you know, no Cooper there. It's got to be shared around. So mm. that's kind of why I think he's been bumped up a little bit here uh, into that 60s range for his average draft mm. position. And on a big Cowboys offense, like I think that's pretty good value. Uh, again, if you miss out on the top five, him and Hawkinson are probably guys to target um, next uh, in that round six or seven. In a, in P- sorry, Monks, in PPR oh, yeah. leagues last year, he was third overall and fifth uh, per game. I think there's a bit of value mm. there in, in uh, taking Dalton Schultz. I'm just going to make the comment like the last couple of weeks when we are talking about running backs and uh, quarterbacks, we sort of said don't touch the Cowboys or leave them probably till a little bit later if you can get them. Mm. Yeah, uh, outside of CD Lamb, the big, big question marks across yeah. there and – the competition so, at running back, the offensive yeah. line we just talked about with the injuries. Yeah. Um, so, so you, think, you think Schultz is a safer bet than some of the other starters? Obviously, with CD Lamb being the yeah as a tight as a tight end, starters. yeah, because he's mm. potentially going to get volume, get a hundred targets this year. So that's mm. uh, what you'd look for, and you know they have to throw the ball to someone um, and a safe outlet tight end uh, like Schultz is a good option um, there mm. for for Dak. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is next up on that list. Uh, he's average draft position at 71, so just going behind these guys. Had a bit of a breakout year finally after um, Zach Ertz got traded away. Uh, you know, coming into that offense, uh, I think he finished up with about 50-ish receptions, um, but then you know starting as a one, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the big question mark for him is probably A.J. Brown because they were, didn't have as many options in that offense. Um, and... If anyone's going to lose lose some volume in that Eagles offense, it's probably Dallas Goddard um, to AJ Brown. 
um, with you know Smith uh, as being their one two and the wide receiver position. So, and a team that has a quarterback that has a you know preference to running, mm-hmm. I think Dallas might actually regress a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's. Um, I think uh, when I say regress, he's probably going to have the similar numbers as he did this year. Mm. Uh, well, which last did, season, which sorry, didn't this break year. The house down. Yeah, which was you know solid, but it wasn't. You know, he's not in the the top five as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, so good return, solid return, but maybe not the potential volume um, that the others in front of him are getting. Pat Frymouth had Pat a Frymouth, yeah. probably over season last mm-hmm. year. Do you think he can reproduce that or are you concerned about the quarterback situation there? Yeah, the quarterback situation. It looks like Pickett's probably going to win that job. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been very good in preseason. That's that's the whole story there. Um Average draft position over the hundreds, hundred and ten. So he's going in, you know, round eleven. So you can get some value there late. But I think the reason also is quarterback situation plus mouths. You know, they got Johnson, they got Claypool, mm-hmm. potentially now Pickens as well as the third. They've got mm-hmm. plenty of options they can throw around to. Um, so yeah, that probably drops overall what he can do. And I think for him, it's probably a regression instead of uh, taking another step uh, in that offense currently. Um, he it might be. Wait on him this year. Come back the following year once they've maybe Pickett's established himself a little bit as a quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's where we'll see what the offense is like overall and what the what the overall weapons are with the wide receivers and how they fit in there. Um, and then the last one, uh, Dallas Knox, um, Dawson. Dawson. Oh, sorry, why did I say Dallas? Got Dawson. it. You might have been looking at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Need to put my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Knox for the Bills. Good excuse. Good I think you had to do that 94 episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Knox for the Bills, they're going at 96 as an average. Um, his biggest concern is um, – oh, well, same for a lot of these volume. OJ Howard's there. If he doesn't make the team, I'd consider drafting Knox at, at that kind of ninth, tenth round. If OJ's on the team, then I'd probably avoid Knox completely. Because he's going to have to, he'll share some of those big passing situations with the big boy and OJ. Because um, the benefit for him, passing offense, lots and lots of volume. They're going to mm-hmm. throw the ball around all over the place. Um, but there, again, lots of mounts to feed there. Competition. Lots of competition. So um, I think he's kind of fair for his draft position. And I will make, I would make a decision on whether OJ Howard is on that team come next week. Gronk did fine, just quietly coming back. But was playing with Brady and but his, he his he, he came in as the one though so um, and you know really made OJ Howard and Bright the second second fiddle for the reason why they like let him go and they didn't resign him so do you think you'd have to go after one of these top four or five guys oh, well, because then the the talent really drops off so quickly I think if you want to see if you can get one of the five if you can't get one of them by round four or five. Then look at Schultz and um, Hawkinson, Hawkinson and, yep. and you like six or seven. Yep, and that should be a game plan. Outside of that, probably avoid a lot of them. Um, Quick, quickly run through the the you know the, the other possibilities. Yeah, the other possibilities. So there's probably three late um, that you, you know for whatever reason are very late and you could potentially do really well. And the other ones are avoid. Um, so Kyle Kemp at uh, there is uh, average draft position of 123. Does have field of the quarterback. He's probably the number two wide receiver on that team. Um, his biggest issue was touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He'd probably get high vo- volume. I don't think he scored any touchdowns last year. So okay. that's You're th- correct, yeah. That's the big difference. If he can get some tutters, he will then bump himself up into that top ten 
Um, we'll deep into that top ten conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the Bills is the question. Uh, not Bears. The Bears is the question um, for mm-hmm. that for that his um, overall outlook. But late, if you missed out on all those other guys we mentioned, then he's a uh, you know, potential sleeper, as you will, mm-hmm. there. Um, next one, Big O. I'd just say coming off the AC and what I've seen from um, the preseason, avoid completely. Uh, I don't is that Denver th- and you've watched pretty much every snap of Denver's yeah, preseason? Yeah, I, the tight end role I think is a very much a shared one. And Greg Dorshey, who's their second-round pick, um, hasn't played at all in the preseason due to hamstring injury, but potentially... I think might end up just walking in and having the job as a starter. I wouldn't draft him. I think it's more like uh, he's like a solid pickup, you know, come week four when mm-hmm. um, maybe he steals that as a as a good receiving option there in Denver. So overall, avoid Denver's tight ends. Um, do you, think, do you think Dulcich might be the starter? Uh, I think he will take a lot of the passing down role. Uh, they draft him second round? Second round? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, Nick Medina second round, he'd be third. Third round. Sorry, yeah, I forgot they didn't pick first because Russell Wilson, let's ride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, interesting ones. The next three, uh, Darrell Evert uh, comes across from... Rams? Ooh, was he Rams last year? He was at, no, the, no, he uh, was at the Rams for a while. Seahawks. Rams, Rams, yeah, Rams Seahawks, Seahawks yep. now at Chargers. Takes over the Cook role there. Cook mm-hmm. is tired, I believe, um, which is interesting because he's going, you know, well, essentially not getting drafted at the moment, mm. but he looks like to be the starting tight end in that team. There's no other really tight ends of name, and he's in a big, big off- offense. offense. Yep. So uh, probably sleeping on him a little bit there. Uh, Robert Tunyon coming off the ACL again. Um, As a Packers fan that, dra- that drafted him after his stellar 2020 mm-hmm. Career uh, season mm. last year, pretty ordinary. Well, AC um, during the middle of the mm. year means that's why he didn't have the turn. But then also, but even in the lead up before, like before he had the injury, yeah, it just wasn't the same. Bobby well, the Tony Packers started the season slow as well. So yeah, there's been yeah. a bit of overlap there. I'd be hesitant. I'd be hesitant, and so I, I'd wonder what kind of league you're in if if Robert Tunyon's getting drafted. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying, like, you know, this is last round kind of Hail Mary kind of situation yeah, sure. potentially. Sure, but you look at the it's the, you know, there's no wide receiving, guaranteed wide receiving options mm. over Green Bay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a veteran there, young talent. See what he looks like coming off the ACL and see how he fits in there. He just hurt me last year, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Irv Smith, uh, Jr., is another really This is a good one. sleeper. I, yeah. I think this is a good sleeper. Pro and average draft position last round uh, could have a big role. Um, he kind of fits that role that the Rams tight ends, because <coughs> that's the offense they're running over there at Vikings. Um, hasn't played at all in the preseason. Has a bit of a thumb issue currently, um, but should be good for week one. But probably their third you know, best receiving option in that mm-hmm. team behind mm-hmm. Thielen and uh, Jefferson. So could be in for a big role and big volume. His previous year before the injury, um, I think he scored like five touchdowns or something. Like, yeah. Didn't have the receivers, yep. but he was a red zone option. And yeah, could fit into that, that core very well. So I do, I do like him. Like him here. Beauty. Last few? Yeah, Jordan from Houston uh, has been a bit of a sleeper during the preseason. His biggest issue is on the Texans. Yeah. Um, so maybe <laughs> avoid. I think overall avoid the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight ends. Um, they did add Kyle Rudolph there. He hasn't played a lot in preseason. Um, but I think it's my – everything I've seen, it's a shared kind of role that going there. There won't be a true mm-hmm. um, number one, and they've kind of shared that role in the past. Um, 
yeah. with uh, with Gronk as well. So probably watch it as the season goes on and see who exactly. Yeah, that's a you know potential target to see if Kyle Rudolph um, plays a lot in that. But again, another high powered offense, a lot of mouths to feed. I uh, have to see what his volume is. Another very interesting one, uh, probably the darling from preseason, is Isaiah likely uh, playing over in the Ravens team. Got average draft positions 200 plus. Um, but you think of the way the Ravens play, they love playing two tight end sets. He's likely to be tight end number two. Um, they don't really have much options at wide receiver outside of Bateman. Um, so he potentially could be the third receiving option on the Ravens team. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could very quickly find his way uh, into the conversation for, um, you know, big volume, big catches. Um, I think he had a game last week with 100-plus yards and seven-ish catches. Like he's definitely a receiving option. That's kind of what he's drafted. Mark, not Mark, Mark Andrews has been talking him up, says he's got a bit of me in him, etc. So, Is he um, kind of like a handcuffed tight end? Would you potentially like that? Well, also, tight end number two, the way the Ravens play, they're going to run the ball a lot and mm. be in tight end two mm. sets. He's going to play a lot of snaps. Okay. So, um, though he's tight end number two, he's probably wide receiver three. Sure. And we'll have to see what Lamar looks like coming in the season. Um, but, you know, Lamar's been an MVP, can throw throw bombs, got mm. wheels. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think likely might be able to sneak in uh, as a. Uh, I, I like him as the, the one if you know, kind of the half half um, cuff kind of situation. If you pick a top five guy, um, and if you need another tight end on your roster to sit on your bench, uh, likely is a good one to to have there for the potential of what he can be um, coming into the season. Beauty, Marks, do you have any questions around Hunter Henry? Yeah, just wondering. Like, I mean, I know he probably doesn't get the yardage, but he's definitely like that red zone target. Is he on the pat still? Yeah, he's on yeah. the pats. He yeah, was, avoid. He was <laughs> he was tight end ten last year. He caught nine touchdowns. He was banged up a bit, and then he's sharing with Smith still as well. So, uh, I still avoid. anything anything receiving related for Patriots at the moment is a solid avoid. Mm. Yeah, not fair. Let's shoot through the defenses and the kickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So defenses, <laughs> the top ten. You got Buffalo Bills at one, followed by Tampa Bay 49ers, Colts, Rams, Saints, Denver Patriots. Chargers and Cowboys. For me, I think Bill's probably slightly overrated, mm-hmm. as in uh, they're probably going too early. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they've got a bit of a tough schedule to start off. I think the other is probably fair where they are. Colts at four, maybe regress a little bit after last season. They are a very good defensive team, but mm-hmm. they were very, very good last year. Um, sticking to that standard might be hard. Did they lose to Forrest Buckner? He, he went to Miami, did he not? Mm-hmm. Potentially, I th- I'm, I th- I'll chase that up. I'm pretty sure they lost uh, their all-pro defensive tackle. Uh, Rams were there at five. Uh, Saints, I do like the – well, Rams haven't changed. Saints um, have a bit of concern with – I'm not a huge fan of their defense overall, but they're a good defense. Dis- disregard, disregard. DeForest <laughs> Buckner at the Colts. Yeah, at the Colts. Um, uh Thing in Saints' favour, they're going to play the Falcons and Panthers twice this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so four games overall. Mm. I like uh, that. Yeah, so good that, matchup. That's good matchups there. So mm. going at six. My favourite of overall of this list is Denver. Shock uh, me, <laughs> of course. Uh, they do start off, I believe, playing well Seahawks first, then Houston. So they got a good start to the season. 
Um, biggest concern, the same with them and the Chargers, is they do play in the West, in the very loaded West. Mm. Um, so, you know, Two shootouts. Yeah, six, six games of the season, which will be shootouts. Um, but potentially, you know, a lot of, you know, intercepts, sacks could come mm. from that. So this could be scoring. Um, but I do like Denver yeah. where they're going um, uh, with a, you know, they've got a really good schedule to start with, uh, one of the easier schedules, uh, but they have a very tough run late. The mm. last four games, I believe, uh Kansas twice, Chargers and Rams. So no maybe one. maybe use them to start of the season and then, and then, and then fuck give them, them a flick for the last month of football. Yeah. Do the Chargers kind of come into a similar consideration? Yeah. That they're in the West, pretty solid defense. Exact same, yeah. Solid defense, but you know, in the West is a concern. These two are probably great kind of streaming options to go back and forth depending on uh, who they're playing week to week. Uh, and the Pats, everyone kind of sleeps on the Pats. They've been top 10 defense since 2018. So mm. I'd say that probably continues for them. Consistent. Um, they're very consistent and that's kind of their style of football. They play very grindy um, game of football. So we'll have to see what that looks like. And then Dallas sneaks in at 10, mm. um, but that's due to their turn- most turnovers. I think they had Diggs. 27 last year. So Pretty yeah. much off the back of Diggs. Yeah. yeah. So the, the question for them is can they repeat that? I'd say Probably not. Mm-hmm. It's hard, hard to get to that level again. So maybe a regression for them. Uh, other teams to consider: uh, Packers, Dolphins, and Ravens. Dolphins probably criminally underrated uh, for for their for their defense. They're very good defensively. The Ravens um, have been banged up. Again, could push into top ten, top five kind of defense. That's very Ravens of them mm-hmm. to do that. That's the kind of team they play as. Uh, and then surprisingly, the Steelers have fallen off. You know they were. Defense won two years ago, and now they're not even in the top 15. I think they're going like 18 at the moment. What's the thinking there? Their offense is going to be so poop that they're going to have to play so much, they're going to get yeah. tired. Yeah. Is that, is I, that the thing? Th- yeah, I think overall situations, probably having to chase in games, and yeah, they um, weren't as good last year as mm. well, but they also were banged up a bit. But they've they got the best edge rusher in, in the league in TJ Watt. Yep. Might be underrated. Maybe yeah. a smoky. Maybe a smoky. Good one if you don't pick him up as well to target for streaming options too. And then to finish off, kickers. Uh, I can't believe we're talking about this. But yeah, let's, let's <laughs> well, it'll. it'll, it'll You've interrupted me, so it took longer than it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll shut up. I'll shut up for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So you got Tucker, McPherson, Gabe, uh, Buckner. I don't know how to say the Colts. Name. Blankenship. Blankenship. Uh, Bass, Suckup, and McManus. They're the ones I like. Um, they're <laughs> potentially all the top offenses in the league. So fugs on them. Ignore everything else. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> no. That's pretty good. And that's fantasy. Fantasy that year. Good luck. Season starts in two weeks. Yeah, so a lot of fantasy. Uh, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, we're, it's, we're 10 days away, yeah. 11 days away. Um, a lot of fantasy drafts will happen next week. Yep. So good luck mm-hmm. to anyone that is playing fantasy football this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you, Sean, for your insights uh, over the last month. Yep. Um, and please, if you if you do want to see our thoughts on quarterbacks, running backs, mm-hmm. receivers, and rookies, check out the last few videos. And that was tight ends, defences, and kickers are people too. <laughs> you, you know a thing or two about drafting kickers early. Yeah. In the second round. Always yeah. always go second round. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us into the on the esky final round. Ding ding. Mm. Well, massive kick in UFC. In UFC. Yeah. Kick to kick. I yeah. like it. I like it. UFC two seven eight. Uh an How do I get through to these kids? <laughs> 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 We've got a new welterweight champ. Uh we were on Monkey's Bucks party last week in, mm-hmm. in the Corpro. In the in the corporate box, uh, but but Sean, you're following the the fights pretty quick, uh, pretty closely. 
uh, and and a massive massive um, result in Leon Edwards knocking out with with a head kick. Uh, Kamara Usman. A lot of people thought Usman would walk over in this fight, and he probably was. He probably was. This mm-hmm. was the fifth rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, your insights, please, on this, and uh, and what will they do moving forward? Yeah, well, uh, I think he said it afterwards: pound for pound, head kick, death. Um, mm. He he was down probably all four rounds. Go out in the last last yeah. minute left. Uh, last her, ten uh, seconds, wasn't it? No, it was the last minute. Um, last minute, okay. Yeah, with a minute ten to go, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. So Herb Dean splits him mm. with uh, at about the two minute mark after Usman was say. You know, dominated grappling the exchanges throughout the entire fight. Had him pinned up on the cage, and Herb splits him. And yeah, yeah. just the the faint faint right jab. Yeah. Um, Usman ducks down and gets head kicked. Uh, so it was it was you know a, a great finish uh, for Edwards. There, great upset. Mm. Um, probably uh, maybe rematch over in England. Uh, but anyway, yeah. the next title fight for for this belt will be in England. Um, and yeah. Big props to Edwards to, to get the job down after being uh, essentially dominated throughout the entire fight. So, um, uh, uh, big props. That's all I can really say to sum, sum it up. Like it's, it's, yeah. It makes this sport one of the most exciting sports in the world, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Where where it's not over till the fat lady sings, you know, Usman, what was his sixth title defence? Sixth, yep. sixth title defence. Yep. Uh, he dominates four rounds. and Fourth and, opponent, I think, as well. And you can't, you know, you, you can't take a moment off nah. because someone mm. will catch her and someone will become the world champion in the in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's an unbelievable um, result there for, for Leon Edwards. So Edwards will either get the rematch. Uh, they have to go that way, don't they? I like, think so. Kamara, he's, he's earned... Yeah, run, there's, there's, a, there's a story of um, the storyline of Masvidal, of course. Um, yeah. They haven't resolved the thing. Yeah. I think that probably depends if they do the Masvidal Burns fight. If he wins that, that makes sense then. Mm. Um, and then there was what was that, the other one? There was another one, which was uh, the winner of who? There's another welterweight fight coming up, and he might get the winner of that. Colby? Uh, no, the Nate Diaz versus um, yep. Hasma. Hasma. Yeah. I think Hamza. Yeah, yeah, I think the problem with that going through some of those routes is it just takes too long. Like Edwards wouldn't get another fight until – like if you want Usman to work his mm. way back in, mm. then it's going to be almost 12 months before Usman and you have Usman and Edwards again. Yeah. That's the only problem. With probably, probably. With it. Um, but then also – Because I think those fights are later on this year. Yes. And then you need to schedule a fight between Usman and whoever wins in either of those other fights. If Hamzat kills Diaz, which is likely, likely, do you think he gets it? Uh, they are fast tracking it, and probably did not maybe, deserves it. Maybe because that fight's not too far away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a solid. The the one that's missing in all this is Colby is um, got no dance partner and mm. could mm. you know potentially fill in there for. A but had, has had two cracks at it. Did very well. Yeah, you know, went the distance, few wars, but has had two cracks. Yeah, and you know whether they. Do Take trilogy. Edwards, yeah. Do the trilogy with him and Usman for number one contenders. I don't, I don't know, but it, it's opened it up the division. It's mm. good, yeah, good yeah, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So. Look, look at that record for Usman. It's just gr- sea of green, <laughs> and then yeah. this random red from from Leon Edwards, and it's yep. it's what makes this sport so enticing, really, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, what was the co-main? Was Paulo Costa... Uh, Luke Rockhold. Being Luke Rockhold. Rockhold yep. retired. Rockhold was done after the first round. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he retired because he said, you know, I'm too old for this shit. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, I gave everything I had. Um, really was kind of a back and forward uh, fight, but uh, Costa was just overall um, uh, better uh, in, throughout this, uh, which was mm-hmm. good to see that, you know, he didn't gas and uh, play to the kind of fight with... Uh, Rockhold, he did. Mm. Um, Rockhold threw some you know, Hail Mary haymakers in this. Mm, mm. Uh, landed a few of them, but overall, um, Costa uh, wasn't troubled too much. Costa needed a win here, you know, uh, coming off those two losses. Yeah, granted, pretty good fighters in, in Vittoria and Adesanya. <laughs> uh, but but the whole, oh, I had wines the night before or whatever in the in the lead up to yeah. the Adesanya. Big thing, he yeah. made weight. Yeah. and He made weight, he got the win. He'll stay in the top five. Exactly. So. Uh, c- consolidates his... Career, uh, Luke Rockhold, thirty-seven years of age, uh, throwing the gloves um, in in into the octagon, uh, coming off losses to Costa Blahovic, Yoel Romero, uh, a, a pretty pretty good career there for yeah. Luke Rockhold, who finishes sixteen and six. Was it just the middleweight belt that he, belt he, that he held? Yeah, only middleweight. Okay, and then he lost mm. that to Bisman, tried to go up, got demolished, and came back down. Mm. Um, he fought before these two. What was the third one? Uh, that was our our mate Marab Dvalashvili oh. versus <laughs> Aldo, and he got the oh, win, Marab. And yeah, he's yeah, he's shooting up yeah. the rankings pretty quickly. Yeah, isn't and it? this is a bit of a disappointing fight for me because I, I not a lot happened. I mean, Aldo played it way way too safe, and yeah, it was a bit of a quiet fight. So overall, disappointing, and that's big time disappointing for Aldo because it may have killed off his last run at a title. Um, yeah, title. Play. He took big risk in this. Uh, take, taking this fight, but um, it was just a for me a too too quiet a fight. He just um, was just you know wrestled on the cage and it was just slow overall. Any ring rust? Hadn't fought for nine months. Maybe, mm. but then he's he's been fighting for the last thirty years. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think since he was five, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pro- probably, probably true, probably <laughs> yeah. true. Um, so yeah, I I don't think so. I just. I don't know. He's just maybe gun shy a little bit in that one. I would have liked to have seen a bit more. But anyway, that was the main ones. And I think our lad Tyson uh, Pedro won as well. Yep. Uh, UFC 279. How long have we got to wait till There's that There's no moment? event this week. And, no, yeah, and then they go to Paris, I think, next yeah. week. Well, that that's the that's yep. yeah, Diaz fight coming up. And that's in a couple of weeks. Ten. So... This yeah, one. There's your fight night there. So you got game. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Aussies. Oh, so yeah, versus, yeah. versus Shui. Yeah, and then, Shui, and then you got Whitaker versus Vittori. That's sick. Yeah. yeah it's so big, that's two big week, card for us. Two weeks away in Paris. Yeah, yeah. not this, September. Not yep. this week, but yeah. before. So week no, off? No, yeah. no, it's next, no week. it's next weekend. Next, next weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah, next Sunday. Shit, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that's mad. That's mad. Mm-hmm. NFL yeah. fantasy drafts into two Aussies fighting in Paris. Yeah, that's it. And both of them looking for... Potential title fights again, so um, yeah, because Gain I think three or four at the moment. Mm. So yeah, imagine if Tui beats him, like that's title shot. Yeah, it's in the conversation. That's, to- that's conversation. Yeah, yeah, well, John Jones is probably going to fuck all that up when he when he probably, comes back. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's at least he'll be there to get whoever Jones is probably not fighting. Mm. So mm. yeah, if he gets an Ngannou, maybe Stipe needs a dance partner, mm. and the winner yeah, of this then, might then be right there. Jones been chirping on socials I've seen this week, uh, ha- mm. having a crack at uh, Khabib, uh, saying that uh, 
Oh, greatest of all time or something like that. Yeah, jo- yeah. Jones has had more title defences than Khabib had it fights fight. in yeah. the UFC. Which is also true. <laughs> it is true. It is well, true. Anderson Silva also and GSP had more title fights than Khabib had uh, fights in the UFC. So also no asterisks on Khabib's record. Yeah, well, it's not on GSPs, but there is on Silvers. I'm talking about Jones. Yeah, I'm, and Jones <laughs> as well. Who's the man making yeah. the, the comparison? Yeah. yeah. Also, big fan, uh, would interview, don't want to fight. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, that's UFC 279 is happening on the 10th. 10th, so the week after. Yeah, the next two weeks, uh, two big yep. cards coming up. Comes around pretty quick. Yeah. Comes around pretty quick. That is the Hamzat uh, Diaz fight, and yep. uh, also in the welterweight, Tony Ferguson mm-hmm. versus the, the Chinese Fenner. Li yep. Jing Liang. That's upper yep. weight division for Tony Ferguson too. Oh, uh, yeah, coming up. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Okay, uh, boxing? Yeah, boxing. And uh, we had the YouTube boxing event today, mm-hmm. um, KSI with main event that, fighting two dudes as mm. well. Um, took a leaf out of Paul Garland's book. Uh, which, yeah, <laughs> which is yet to happen. When, when's that happening? Is that it's a few Wednesday? weeks. Away. It's a few weeks. Is it th- it's not this week, is it? I thought it was in August. So I uh, thought... You look that up. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Fort Swarms, who was a, a, a rapper in the UK, beat him by KO, and then fought an unknown uh, professional boxer, beat him as well. Um, did call out Andrew Tate and Tommy Fury, uh, among others. Surprisingly, didn't call out Jake Paul um, after his win here. Did look better as a you know YouTube boxer overall from what I saw. Um, did have Logan, so Jake's brother, yeah, in the ring after so him because they are business partners with the whole Prime thing. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that that uh, YouTube boxing proceeds. Mm. They had a big card, sold out the O2 Arena. Mm. Um, considering Anthony Joshua was there like a week ago as yeah, well. So, impressive, yeah. Um, impressive. Yeah, impressive for them. And that's just the way kind of boxing is at the moment with the celebrity stuff. And uh, they're building this big in the UK. Um, his younger brother, Deji, also on the undercard, got his first win uh, as well. So, yeah, UK YouTube boxing, trying to overlap with the US YouTube boxing, mm. putting on big pay-per-views and probably did a lot more buys than the Anthony Joshua fight. Which <laughs> is wild, wild, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? That's, and that's the future, isn't it? Yeah. It's YouTube, it's it's trash talking, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, Sp- stars. Speaking of this Andrew Tate, just mm. – Quickly mm-hmm. run us through because mm-hmm. he's taken the world by storm over the last six months, for better or for worse. I'm going to say worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your thoughts? Who he's, is he? To our listeners, that uh, might not know. To summarize, he gives very specific, manly advice that you probably shouldn't follow. Misogynistic is, no, no, how, is probably how I'd go. It's <laughs> I'll also use my pro- NRL chat, so yeah. It's probably yeah. also a character, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, I've, he's I've, also for a guy that likes to talk about how much. You know, he pulls women and the rest yeah. of it. Not that good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Just objectively. Objectively. Yeah, he, he did have a kickboxing uh, background, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think there's, you know, rumours of uh, slave trade and things for his background being out in Eastern European. So, that yeah, if you ever want to go down that hole, um, go check that out. Um, dude, it's pre- it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, if... You should watch the podcast with uh, Andrew Stoltz um, of a flagrant with uh, jo- True Geordie because um, he's got a bit of a feud for whatever reason with uh-huh. Andrew Tate and they talk about it heaps. Right. Um, so right. there's a bit of back and forth there, which is funny. So This is the way the world is yeah. is going. Uh, talk shit on YouTube, fight yeah. someone, get paid. paid. Get paid big dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, versus Andrew Tate, let's go. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, good. i got to say, I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, in actual boxing news, Anthony yeah, Joshua real did boxing. take on Usyk during a, the 
week. That was Sunday week. Yep, yep, last um, week. Yeah. yeah, he. So Usyk got the win, um, won by split decision, I believe. Mm, mm. Um, and watching it, uh, very technical fight. Mm-hmm. So overall, very technical fight. Um, I think uh, probably a fair judge's decision for retain there for Usyk, um, but it was, um, it was like I said. Uh, a very good back and forth fight, very technical. Not a not a lot of you know, no blood, no knockdowns kind mm-hmm. of thing. It was just um, who could land the best. And Ushek had, of course, a very volume fighter for a heavyweight, which is very um, impressive. Uh, retains. So I guess the conversation is Fury potentially next. Um, otherwise, uh, then the opposite of that, Wilder and Joshua. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense overall in the big scheme of things. Uh, a unified heavyweight champion belt, I think, would be huge. Um, well, th- well, that's where we're at, at now. Ushik has one, Fury has the rest. Other way around. Fury's got one and Ushik's got four. Oh, okay. Because he's got Joshua's belts. Yeah, okay, so. I'm with you, I'm with you. So, yeah, a unification would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tyson, I guess, is considered the number one heavyweight at the moment as well. With him. Yeah. Um, well, uh, he gets huge in the US media, so I guess that bumps his ratings up a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see because... Um, Uzcheck was giving up size to Joshua. I think he's only six two and a bit. Um, mm. uh, but how he would go with an even bigger fighter, six foot nine giant, yeah, giant Gypsy Tyson King. Fury. So, but uh, hey, he's in. He's world champion for a reason. Yeah, um, yeah. Scary looking fuck, isn't he? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Bred him different in Eastern Europe. Oh, big time, big they time. Bred him different. Big time Ukrainian. So, um, we'll see what boxing entails. Uh, I don't think Tyson's got a dance partner at the moment, so maybe not. This year, maybe early next. Yeah, we've only got what, mm. four months left left in this year. Yeah, maybe early next. I think that's probably the, the fight that makes sense, isn't it? Yeah, Ushin to me it makes and, sense. And Fury, yeah. All right. F1. Let's finish with F1. Yes. Spa. Yeah. Summer, Spa, Belgium. summer break is done. Mm. We are in Spa. Uh, the rumours... So Danny Rick has ended his contract with McLaren. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumours anywhere, I think 15 mil USD... 20-ish AD, AUDs. To walk away. To walk away, to, to leave his contract. Um, so he's now looking for a seat. All the rumours there is uh, potentially Haas, uh, potentially Alpine, potentially Alfa Romeo. They're all conversations about where Danny could go. Mm-hmm. Also could take a year off if the seat's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, Haas, of course, talking about Hulkenberg and does that mean Shui or Magnussen are on their way out? Um, yeah. Maybe they're moving. There's been chat today about Alpine trying to steal Pierre Gasly from AlphaTauri. So, early season for seats is still on, uh, underway. Um, I'd expect Oscar to be announced as the McLaren driver in the coming weeks. I yep. think there's rumours of that of the Dutch Grand Prix, um, but we'll have to see what happens. Was there any salt with Piastri and and? I don't think so. I, I just think because uh, oh. Mark Weber was the the manager there, they've just seen an opportunity. You know, Zach Brown said, "Hey, we'll would love a young talent you to come mm. join our program," and uh, they've seen a direct path to a seat. Whereas I think Pasteri um, was uh, Oscar was stuck behind Alonso and potentially could have been stuck behind mm-hmm. Alonso for another year. Uh, but Alonso has given them the big middle fingers and fucked yeah. off, and now it's just you know fucked everything up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a bit interesting because I have been reading a few stories here or there mm. and i think a lot of it comes down to the uh, team principal for um alpine so oh, apparently wow. alonso had talked to a lot of the other management sounds like he told everyone alpine. but Otmar. yeah that's <laughs> it and then 
And then, so after that news broke, um, Otmar's gone to Piastri and be like, hey, look, we're probably going to be promoting you to... Yeah, you're going to start next year. Yeah, and so, and apparently, allegedly, this is all while in the back, Piastri's been doing all this stuff with McLaren. Piastri's turned around and said, okay, cool, thanks. And just like as a throwaway sort of, Mm. like, obviously he doesn't want to show his hand. And then that's how um, Otmar's like, obviously reacted very quickly to that. Yeah, try and like solidify that. Yeah. And then... So perhaps a bit of salt. Maybe yeah, just so just a, a sprinkle. Just, it's very a interesting that on both with both Alonso and Piastri, the team principal is the person that's been left in the lurch both <laughs> yeah. times, mm. whereas everyone else has more or less known what was happening. So, mm. um, is this like uh, quarterbacks and GMs? Is that a, a reasonable? Yes, kind a of very good comparison. Comparison, yeah. 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 Like yeah. the the power actually kind of lies with with the the face of the franchise in in the guy that's mm-hmm. going to be under center mm-hmm. or you know in, in the seat, mm-hmm. perhaps yeah. more so than than the than the. It is a bit interesting. Depend, I suppose it depends on the on the team as well. Yeah, well like that is true. Yeah, with yeah. Red Bull and Mercedes, it's it's Horner it, and, and Wolf. Like, yeah, yeah. Ferrari's probably it, the same. Ferrari. So yeah. there's been talk about. Yeah, you know, Schumacher's been trying to push his way into the Ferrari conversation, mm. and it looks like. And I'm a bit worried for sure. He kind of all his seats seem to be uh, filling up. filling up, and his seats kind of been left out. Like, it'd be odd to see him be the odd man left out, considering mm. he, I think yeah. he's been pretty come on a lot this season as well. Yeah. Um, has a couple mm. top ten finishes in the yeah. last few in the last few weeks before the break, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Antonio Giovinazzi is another one that's also reportedly in talks to all these teams. So it sounds like they're you know, having a look and doing the due diligence. Um, mm. So we'll see in the coming weeks who mm. ends up where for the final driver list. That's it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on. It's crazy. There's only 20-odd seats um, in yeah. the in the grid and, yeah, there's just so many good drivers out there. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we just watched a Formula 3 race that had uh, 30 cars in it. So, yeah. you know, there's plenty of good drivers coming, coming through. There's talent, yeah. Mm. And it's, yeah, there's... Just like the NFL quarterbacks, there's only 32 spots. There's only 20 in the Formula 1. Mm, yeah. Uh, other Formula 1 news before we get to the actual race. Audi are set to take over majority stake of Sauber, which are currently Alpha, mm-hmm. um, 75%-ish, uh, I think is the right. So they'll be the engine manufacturer for um, that Audi-Sauber uh, team in 2026. Sauber and Alpha ending their deal at the end of next season. So there's like a two-year gap of, I don't know what Sauber's going to do, um, get some other title sponsor in maybe for that. And it looks like Porsche and Red Bull are going to announce their deal next uh, GP, which I think is next week as well. Um, so, yeah, mm. there's two big teams coming in mm. here, throwing some shade at Mercedes. Like more, more Germans, yeah. <laughs> yeah the Germans. Yeah. Is that coming? Yeah, they're definitely coming. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting uh, using that NFL comparison, you know, that's very much of billionaires competing against each other, whereas mm. F one's very much billionaire companies mm. trying to compete against mm-hmm. each other. So, yeah. you know, each of those worth tens of billions of dollars. Um, yeah, it's big money coming into F one and uh, coming to compete. Yeah, but again, not really solving the driver issue. Like they're nope. coming in buying teams. It's not like they're expanding mm-hmm. the grid. Not or adding anything like team. that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and Andretti is probably the only one that could potentially add a new team. Um, mm. and yeah. I think the others are trying to bully them out um, from that kind of conversation of joining in 2026. Well, it sounds like Andretti's been having a little bit of dramas in the Indy cars with their drivers as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the rumour was uh, McLaren offered Ricardo the Indy car seat. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go there? And he was like, no, I want to do Formula 1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is fair, which is very fair. Yeah. Uh, final news, 
Uh, looks like there's no French GP next year. Um, they are starting looking, from next year. Yeah, they yeah, are looking okay. at a street race potentially in Nice. Um, so we'll have to see what that looks like. Look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Look nice. Nice, nice. That's someone had to say. It. Yeah, um, yeah. That that'd be a bit of fun. It seems to be more that that push again to away from racetracks and towards street venues and. You know, yeah, which is harder on the on the cars overall, but it's it's a more it. spectacle, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, now with you know all the tracks they've added, all the races in America, mm. they kind of got to work out what the calendar looks like going mm. forward. Yep. Mm-hmm. So wait, no, there's still a race in France. It's just it's not a race circuit. So there's no French GP next year. But Nice is in France. Yes, yeah. so but they're, no, they're looking and they haven't agreed to anything. Okay, okay. So currently, right. there's no further races. So Nice is going to be in the future plan of potentially F1. Right. Potentially, potentially. Gotcha. That's where they're looking. At. But it's interesting because I think they've got a dedicated race course in France, which is yep. the GP, and now they're looking at a street circuit for in Nice. Is, uh, interesting. Uh, finally, Belgian GP on tonight. Yes. Uh, lots of engine penalties. A lot of teams taking penalties on their engine. Uh, main ones being Leclerc and Max Verstappen, who have now been pushed back into the back of the grid. I think they start 14th, 15th. Uh, Max was number one qualifier, but of course, with penalties, pushes him back. Um, interesting, Ricardo did out qualify Norris. Um, he will start seventh. Norris is, I think, 16th. But overall, the qualifying times, he was a. Uh, Tenth ahead, which was good to see. Bit of a bounce back from Danny there. Um, <clears throat> so they, mm. it's uh, going to be the Science and Paris show to stuff. They are one and two um, to kick off. Yep. Uh, the Mercedes are in in there around five and six. Um, but Mercedes, uh, yeah. fourth and fifth, uh, fourth uh, with and fifth, Alonso yeah. splitting them. Yeah, uh, with uh, Science and Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they were a little worried. They thought they'd come into this qualifying better overall, thinking they've caught up a little bit with Ferrari and Red Bull, but they, I think they've mm. conceded and said, no, we can't compete with those two teams. They're the top teams. Um, we're going to go look ahead to next year. So it looks like it's the Red Bull versus uh, Ferrari season uh, for the remainder of the year. But anyway, the FB3 race uh, we saw before, was well, sunny, uh, has been a bit of reports of drizzle mm-hmm. for this race. So we'll have to see what happens in another uh, four and a bit hours for that actual race when it kicks off, um, whether it will be rain or not. Uh, but otherwise, uh, a big race incoming uh, for the F1. And I think that's it. Yeah, good. F1 is Thanks back so. after the little summer break. Uh, we've got footy finals incoming mm-hmm. next weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll also have a top eight uh, for the NRL, when we broadcast, we've got f- uh, the Big Bash uh, draft starting right now. Yeah, we, we can discuss that, and uh, we'll only be a week away from NFL games, and a week away from uh, some 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 pretty big uh, UFC fights. So, yeah. lots to talk about next week. Uh, thank you to anyone that is joining us uh, through this week, wherever you are. Uh, Thank you for your continued listening and support. We will see you next week on the Esky. Uh, hopefully your teams uh, get a win. Don't finish ninth. Um, you know, leave you with nothing to cheer about, etc., yep. etc. Et That's it. Thank you, lads. Thank, Thank you. you all. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.